Should a feeling good story there, Joe. Worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on WRD. I will not give it to you. What's the question? The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life was on WRD. I will not give it to you. What word did you say? That is great radio. All right. WQM, unhappy Tuesday to you. Ordinarily I say happy, but unhappy Tuesday because it's not a happy day. Lots of crap going down. Well, that thing is really a... <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. Is that how it ended? That's exactly how it ended. Oh, kind of just like, like that. Sparing that no was space. beautiful. Let me just play the ending of that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Anyway, look at this. Nadine in Morrisburg. Now, are we back on the Internet again? Are we streaming it? Who are you asking? Well, we must be because she heard me us yesterday. So uh, Nadine right. in Morris Plains, New Jersey, who's faxed us before, says, A very scary taste of censorship chilled my bones yesterday morning. I clicked on listen on listen live Neil and nothing. I go back to the garlic festival and your first days on the computer and I freaked out. Remember the garlic festival? Oh my God! I'll never forget it as long. How as we all is. take our freedom of choice for granted? Well, everyone, don't. Nadine says, get off your butts or write and call those in power for now. Do something now to protect and really keep us free. <laughs> says the lovely but very naive Nadine. So I popped in ass to ass, or is it bottom to bottom? And enjoyed Requiem for a Dream until once again I heard you. So obviously we're on there. And she says, I love Neil Rogers and Johnny Depp. What magnificent chase, uh, chase taste she's got, right? Is she chased? I'm sure Johnny's been chased a few times. Would have been by me if I didn't have to take a big dump that day he was at Zeta. That was unfortunate. But at any rate, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge is canned in Tampa. He's out. Canned Bubba. Uh, Howard Stern's running about a 500-minute delay now on uh, Infinity. And uh, you ain't seen nothing yet, man. This is just a scary, scary, horrendous, grotesque thing that's just starting now. You can kiss your ass and your freedoms goodbye, folks. They're gone. And the really sad part of it is that there ain't nobody. Wait till we get to that Rolling Stone article. There ain't nobody in Congress that I can see on the horizon, including any of these contenders and pretenders who've got the balls to stand up. And, well, you don't want to stand up for a smut, do you? No. Stand up for filth and disgusting perversion and videos and no. stuff like that and incubus? No. No way. All those flying Hitlers out there, we'd much rather go see the flying Jesus ourselves. Yeah. 
That's what we're going to do our poll on. Now, yesterday, you poo-pooed my poll, which, shame on you, we had 1,213 votes. Caca. Poop. Watch that. That was George, who did the old caca. And it's a damn good thing you cut him off right at the pass there, the mad dog. All right. Mad dog. Because he had, tends to have a loose tongue. You know, he those ex-jock, those jock guys. Potty. potty mouth jocks. That, there's no special dispensation for potty mouth jocks no more, by the way. I want to announce that. In the past, because, you know, the FCC figured, well, they're athletes. What do they know about broadcasting? Right? But guess what? No more. No more, no more no that. No. You're done, man. No more. No more. No more crap. Anyway, so we had 1,213 votes. Who is your all-time favorite, other than South Florida personalities, who is your all-time favorite Radio personality. I think it's pretty simple. It speaks for itself. Not your favorite 20 or 30, but pick one that you like the best. No, I voted for Dick Purton how, myself. How many I always like Dick. 1218, Bruce Bradley and Joel Sebastian had oh. none, which is so embarrassing. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Bob, I'm going from the bottom. Oh, I don't want to read them all, do I? That'll take hours. No, I don't want to do that. From the top down, Wolfman Jack 261, which I told you, a no-brainer. Dr. Demento 111 because uh, that's our crowd, you know? Plus the fact he was on all over, all over the country. Including here. Casey Kasem 70. Yeah, but he wasn't uh, broadcasting from... Uh, Casey Kasem 70. Gene Shepard 62, no matter how you spell it. Cousin Brucey 62. A dead, flat-footed tie. Even though Cousin Brucey was on INZ years ago, we gave him a special dispensation for his piece. Larry Lujak 49. Guglielmo Marconi 48. What a show he had, man. Had a better signal than we got. Yeah. The Grease Man, 43. Dick Clark, 38. Dick Purton, 36. Dick got my vote. Murray the K, 32. Scott Muni, 31. Allison Steele, 29. Dan Ingram, 25. Kimosabi. Charles Lacadere on Boston, 20. Who was the newsman on WBZ with a name like that? What the hell was his name? Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. They had such a great news sounder on WBZ. Maybe somebody will find that for us someday. Oh, that was such a great station. Back when, and then that was the whole point of my poll, is there used to be great radio stations, not no more. And the way it's going right now, I told George before the show, and I'm really serious, the day is coming soon, boys and girls, and I'm sure they're hoping they can do it before the election, when the only people you hear on radio anywhere in America, from Des Moines to Poughkeepsie to South Florida to uh, Eugene, anywhere, will be Rush and uh, Phil okay, and uh, Todd Schmeck and Gordon Liddy and Ollie North, Who's some of the other? And Michael Medved. And who's that other rabid right-winger from the West Coast? Michael, uh, what's his name? Jackson. That idiot. And, and uh, Joe Scarborough. Those will be the only people that will be on. Dr. Laura, of course. Round the clock. That day is coming. Let's see. Uh, uh, Greaseman, Dick Clark, uh, who did I leave off? Murray the K-33, Scott Muni, 31, Elson Steele, 29, Dan Ingram, 25. Uh, Charles Lockett at 20, Steve Dahl 19, Dick Biondi 18, Chris Thomas 17, Alan Freed 17, Rick Dees and Bob Collins each had 16 vote. Arnie Ginsburg, woo woo, had 13, William B. Williams 13, J.P. McCarthy was so boring, great voice, boring. Uh, Alan Berg and Buona Johnny, they each had 12. Gary D, oh that's a D-E-E, not Gary D with a D, come on Josh. 11. Brother Wheeze and Arthur Godfrey each had 10, and after that Jerry Blavitt, Hylett had 8. Herb Oscar Anderson, 8, Bill Bailey, 8, Long John Neville, 7, and you don't want to know the rest. You don't want to know. Now, here's today's poll. Let me get this out of the way. We can put it up right now, Eric, and then you can go uh, put your house back together again. Eric just got through moving. We don't want to bother him a lot, do we? Yes. No, we don't. See, there you go again. 
Do we want to really bother bug Eric? Yes. See, that's George doing that, by the way. I'm not doing it, Eric. George, keep yes. it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Don't we want to leave him alone today? No. Let him uh, put all his house together after they just got through moving up there in Orlando? Hey, look for the QM van today before we get to the pool. Look for the QM van, noon to 2, at the Shell gas station on the corner of 136th Avenue Sunrise Boulevard. See, that's not Flamingo, George. That's 136th Avenue. I was asked about Flamingo up, State. So up the road a piece. The, uh, it's right station. where you turn to go to the uh, Panthers. By the way, uh, Joe is right. That Roberto Luongo, man, he just might get the Hart Trophy and be the MVP in the whole NHL. The only problem with that is nobody cares. And they still got a shot for the playoffs. The unfortunate part, Montreal won last night. So the Panthers are still eight points out of the eighth spot, and they're three points behind Buffalo. But Luongo is just impenetrable, which I hope he forgets about that tomorrow when the Leafs come to town. But nevertheless, the Leafs who lost to a girls team, Carolina, again last night, boy, they got some serious problems, those make-believes. I'll tell you that right now. But let's get enough of that hockey talk. Look for the QM van, noon to two at the Shell Gas Station corner of 136th Avenue Sunrise Boulevard. Stop by to register to win a pair of front-row tickets to an upcoming Panthers home game. See? I didn't Plus, the first five people to show up to the van receive a pair of tickets to see the Capitals game this Friday. So all of a sudden, we're Panther intensive. That's not Flamingo. What? I didn't say it was. You asked me before, was there a shell station was... at Flamingo and, and uh, Sunrise? And I said That's no. That's right, because they were the people. It's 136, which is looking. also called, it's also called something Parkway. You know what the name is? Rectum. No, not no. Rectum Parkway. A different highway, not the Hershey Highway. But what's the name of the hockey team? The Panther Highway? Panther Parkway. Parkway. Very good. There we go. That's PP. Oh! That's PP. 136. Everybody knows that Shell Station's been here a long time. There's a McDonald's right next to it, and that's where the QM van will be noon to two today. Ooh, now, no. here's today's poll. Now that this Jesus little movie is coming out, the Yoshki stuff is going heavy duty now. I got a column man from the New York Daily News that is so good. Woo! By Jamie Bernard. She's an award-winning film critic and columnist for the Daily News and author of a bunch of books. She's uh, pretty sharp. She don't take no wooden nickels. But we'll get to that. What's your take? This is our poll today on the much-hyped Mel Gibson Passion of Christ movie. Why are we getting calls here? WQAM? Yeah, can I talk to Neil a minute? Yes, go ahead. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah. Neil, the name you're looking for is uh, Gary Lapierre. In BZ. Gary Lapierre, right. There you go. And don't forget about Dick Summer. He wasn't on the, the list. He was the best. Do you know I once got a letter from Dick Summer when I was in WIOD, and he said uh, he was vacationing in Florida? Really? And he just a really glowing thing about how he heard my show and he thought I was a great broadcaster and he loved me. I, I've saved it. I got it around somewhere from the great Dick Summer. He's a great guy. I remember. He's he kind, you know, he reminded me of. He reminded me of Dick Cavett a lot. He had that same kind of sound. And he You're used right, to do this amazing talk. Remember, he used to do those unbelievable talk-ups. Those um, he would give you like a whole story. He'd start in on a story and then he'd come like in the in the middle of a record and uh, it was That's just right. phenomenal. He wrote yeah. his own poetry. Yeah, he, he was put great. music to it. Uh, he was he was inventive as hell. He's still around. You hear him on TV all the time on uh, voiceovers. Right, those were the days, man. Be, guy must have been in his seventies by now. Those were the days. Jefferson K and uh, Dave Maynard. It was great. Have a great day, pal. Okay, babe. and of course, don't forget my buddy uh, Larry Glick and his lemonade stand. What's your take on a much hyped Mel Gibson Passion of Christ movie? Let's see, two, four, six, seven choices. If you want to see Sofia Vergara's ass, by the way, you can see it on our website today. That's wallpaper worthy. And it was a real Alyssa Milano picture. That, whether Rich Pactor likes it or not, George does very studious uh, investigation on these. That was not a stunt picture of Alyssa Milano yesterday, you phony bastard, you rich. Sophia Vergara's ass. It's, now, it's it's a very tasteful picture. It's not really what I would call a pornographic picture. Thank the Lord. Yeah. Anyway, can I finish with this, poll? What's Pretty. your take on a much-hyped Mel Gibson Passion of Christ movie? I will see it. I might see it if I hear it's good. I definitely won't see it. 
I wouldn't watch it if they paid me. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis. Non-believers should just ignore it. Or even the Pope would be proud of this marketing. There are seven pretty good, pretty good choices. There may be a little slop Tough over there. To choose, yeah, a lot of overlapping. A lot of these. Did are you true. say something about the Jews again? Better cut it out. Who's they already got enough problems already with this Farbishan Goy, this Mel Gibson? Wait till I get to this column, and then we got the thing about Ellis Rubin is looking for publicity again. You know, maybe I won't even read that thing because between yeah. Ellis Rubin and Norma Kent, I don't want to give either one of them. And don't call here anymore, Norma, bugging me in the middle of watching Passions yesterday. What an idiot! Right in the middle of when it's getting the good part there, where it's about time. And all of a sudden, here's the phone ringing. It's Norma Kent. Well, you know, and the only reason you called here, Norma, yesterday was to tell me about how Ellis Rubin was putting on that stunt for more publicity with that phony gay wedding there in Fort Lauderdale and about how you're quoted in the paper this morning, all outraged. Yeah. Cox Ahoy's. 1013 at 560 WQM. If you decided that your job is going nowhere, you're like on a treadmill. You know, your feet are moving, but your life is going nowhere. Then why not make that a big fat paycheck? And you can do that by having yourself some skills, a career. All you do is make one easy call to Fast Train. We've been talking to you about these folks for years. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. You call to start a brand-new, high-paying computer career. Because in just four short months, Fast Train can help you get that career. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow. So if you're sick and tired of working for peanuts, if your life just ain't worth living, pick up that phone today and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And with seven locations in town, Fast Train's got to have a campus nearby you. It just makes sense. Fast Train offers job placement, financial assistance for people who qualify. With day, night, and weekend classes, no excuse, no more to stay in a dead-end job. And like I said, if you register right now, you can have that new high-paying career by summertime before the summer's end. So call Fast Train, and you can have a big, impressive paycheck, too. Check them out on the web if you like at FastTrain.com, and then make that call that could really change your life in a most positive way. Be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck told you to call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. I want a full investigation. The children, the children. What about the children, the children, the children? I want a full investigation. The children, the children. What about the children, the children, the children? What about the children? Michael Powell want to know where to move that. Drop the foul down and gal, little deep cat. He don't want you to ever to see that. All to do, all to think, all to say crap. And I'm qualified to spoil this rap. Got the gig as a gift from his old man. That should tell you where the hell his hands at. Boots got coral, brows are flushing. They close their eyes and play the yucky. Save his old dog from nudity. That's gay. Who's that new physics queen? Michael Powell want to know where to move that. And maybe find, maybe find that can show that. He has a mind of a five-year-old lad. Violation's good, but his sex is so bad. He's a grand pack of milk and a long nap. Thanks to the job that he got from his dad. We got him all in this FCC back. We don't want the children to your nudity. That's your own responsibility. Leave your whole mess up and follow me with this. I don't want to babysit your kid. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. He didn't like what he saw when he sat. On the toilet with a feminine backpack. It was ridiculous from a boob in that sack. I'm just sissy that likes to grandstand. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. Michael Powell want to know where to move that. It's uh, 1018. You ought to look in the mirror. That would be a good start. Anyway, speaking of Michael Powell, before we even get to this uh, Passion of Christ, this Yushki stuff, uh, poor Eric, by the way, don't have any pull. My bad. You didn't fax him to pull? No, a, yeah. had my See, Eric, head. George is uh, sticking it to you again. He did right. that intentionally. There's no question about it. 
Fax, will you please fax him to Paul so we get I, that thing started so we don't have to like tie him up for hours and hours and hours and he go about his eating, I mean, the moving. Popular radio host Todd Clem, better known as Bubba the Love Sponge, no kin to uh, Square Bob uh, Sponge Pants, <laughs> is apparently getting the axe. WFLA Radio is reporting that 98 Rock and Clear Channel Communications have severed ties with Bubba. That means he's fired. He's out. He is finito. How do you like that? I'm going to kick his ass and then I'll steal his toupee. The station said a press release from Clear Channel Communications headquarters in San Antonio will be issued today with all the gory details. Clear Channel was fined nearly a million dollars by the FCC because of remarks and actions on Bubba's show. Commission said the show, uh, Commissioner said the show was indecent. After that incident, the FCC warned Clear Channel it would consider taking away 98 Rock's radio license if there were any further instances of indecency. Bubba was also taken to uh, court by our good friends at PETA. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals for the On-Air Butchering of a Pig, which we remember that very well. The PETA didn't like it. They didn't find it amusing. Bay 9 News, Bay News 9, Channel 9 in Tampa, hasn't been able to reach Bubba for any comments yet, is what the latest uh, thing was on the web. But we'll keep our eye on it. We're waiting breathlessly for the announcement from Cheap Channel, what kind of story they make up, covering their ass. Now, oh, also very interesting. Can I uh, just pass this along? Okay. Interesting and disturbing before we get to the other stuff. Uh, American investigators were given the first name and telephone number of one of the 9-11 hijackers two and a half years before the attacks on New York and Washington, but the U.S. appears to have failed to pursue the lead aggressively, American and German officials say. The information, the earliest known signal that the U.S. received about any of the hijackers, has now become an important element of an independent commission's investigation into the events of 9-11, officials said yesterday. It's considered especially significant because it may have represented a missed opportunity for American officials to penetrate the Al-Qaeda terror cell in Germany that was at the heart of the plot. And it came roughly 16 months before the hijackers showed up at flight schools in the U.S. 16 months before. Wouldn't you have thought that they might have labeled uh, this guy a person of interest, nah. so to speak? In March 99, German intelligence officials gave the CIA the first name and telephone number of Marwan al-Shihi and asked the Americans to track him. The name and phone number in the UAR, uh, uh, in the United Arab Emirates, rather, has been obtained by the Germans by monitoring the telephone of Mohammed Haidar Zamar, an Islamic militant in Hamburg, who was closely linked to the important Qaeda plotters who ultimately masterminded 9-11. After the Germans passed the information on to the CIA, they didn't hear from the Americans about the matter until after 9-11, a senior German official said. There was no response at the time, the official said. After receiving the tip, the CIA decided that Marwan was probably an associate of Osama Yamama, but never tracked him down, American officials said. The Germans considered the information on Mr. Xi especially valuable, and the commission is keenly interested in why it apparently didn't lead to greater scrutiny of him. In other words, they effed up, if I can say that. Can I say it? No. They no. screwed up. They screwed up. They erred. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, there's the poll. Let's see. Am I, I don't know what to vote for on here. There's so many good choices as usual. Are the choices all on there? I don't know. Like I said, when Eric gets the last choice on there. Now, here's the uh, Daily News from New York today. Jamie Bernard, an award-winning film critic and columnist for the Daily News, who says she gives this one star. I don't know what the scale is, whether they do four or five stars. But anyway, one, which you can't get. I guess you could do none, right? I do 50 stars. It's mighty low. Okay, Erica, you got this thing up here so I can go get this out of They're up there. I think I'm going to vote for it. Even the Pope would be proud of this marketing. So here's what Jamie has to say. Gore is the crime of passion, and she's not talking about Al Gore or Gore Vidal. She says, no child should see this movie. Even adults are at risk. 
Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ is the most virulently anti-Semitic movie made since the German propaganda films of World War II. It is sickening, much more brutal than any lethal weapon movie. The violence is grotesque, savage, and often fetishized in slow-mo. At least in Hollywood spectacles, that kind of violence is tempered with cartoonish distancing effects, not so here, and yet the passion is also undeniably powerful. Because of all the media coverage of this movie and the way it was shown only to hand-picked sympathizers until yesterday's screening for movie critics, many questions hang in the air. Is it historically accurate? Of course not. As with any movie, even a documentary, this one reflects the views of its filmmakers, who are entitled and expected to use their art persuasively. Gibson has been upfront about his own religious agenda. But is it any good? The Passion, once you strip away all the controversy and religious fervor, is a technically proficient account of the last 12 hours in the life of Jesus of Nazareth. The movie is sanctimonious in a way that impedes dramatic flow and limits characterizations to the saintly and the droolingly vulgar. That said, there are many things in its favor. A heroic physical effort by star Jim Cavazell, stunning cinematography by Caleb Deschanel, and the chutzpah to have the actors speak the dead language of Aramaic with some subtitles. Is Gibson devout or is he mad? Had Gibson claimed Napoleon helped him direct instead of divine spirits, the answer would be clear. Even so, a touch of madness is often a good thing in the director, but the passion feels like a propaganda tool rather than entertainment for a general audience. Is it anti-Semitic? Yes. Jews are vilified in ways both little and big, pretty much non-stop for two hours and seven minutes. Gibson cuts from the hook nose of one bad Jewish character to the hook nose of another in the ensuing scene. He misappropriates an important line from the Jewish celebration of Pesach, why is this night different from all other nights, Manishtana Halayla Hazeh, and slaps it into a Christian context. Most unforgivable is that Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Palestine, who decreed that Jesus be crucified, is portrayed as a sensitive, kind-hearted soul who is sickened by the tortures the Jewish mob heaps upon his prisoner. Pilate agrees to the crucifixion only against his better judgment. The most offensive line of the script, which was co-written by Gibson with Benedict Fitzgerald, about Jews accepting blame was not cut from the movie as initially reported, only its subtitle was removed. Passion assumes the audience already knows Christianity 101 and plunges right into the aftermath of the Last Supper, taunted by an effeminate, seductive Satan and anticipating betrayal Christ suffers. Oh, does he suffer. Kind of sounds like South Park the movie, the effeminate Satan, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It says, Oh, does he suffer. The movie is a compendium of tortures that would horrify the regulars at an S&M club. Gibson spares not one cringing close-up to showcase what he imagines Jesus must have endured. The lashings are so brutal that chunks of flesh go flying and blood rains like outtakes of Kill Bill. The Romans capture their prey with the help of a terminally regretful Judas, then haul him around to be whipped, beaten, spat upon, mutilated, and finally crucified, all with the cheering encouragement of a ghoulish mob of Jews. No one in the crowd speaks up for Jesus, not even, strangely, his mother. Religious intolerance has been used as an excuse for some of the history's worst atrocities. The Passion of the Christ is a brutal, nasty film that demonizes Jews at an unfortunate time in history. Whatever happened to the idea that the centerpiece of every major religion is love? Oh, how old-fashioned, right? Yeah. Come on, Jamie. Who's kidding who? What a great review, huh? Yes, A is. scathing review as she has the balls to rip this piece of dreck just exactly the way it deserves. Have I seen it? No. Will I see it? No. Will I see any Mel Gibson movie? No. Will I see any movie about Farbison or Goyam? No. Other than that, Happy Easter. So we see it? No. Oh. Maybe. Not. <laughs> no chance. There, there's a there's a better no. chance that I'll be there by 12:30 today with 400 homentashen for everybody. In Even the Goyam. Online. What's your take on the much hyped Mel Gibson Passion of Christ movies? Our poll question today. Some votes coming in already. Now we got up after you screwed up. 38 votes. I wouldn't watch it if they paid me 11. Mel Gibson and his father are. 
are both Nazis, 10. I will see it, 4. I might see it if I hear it's good, 4. Non-believers should just ignore it, 4. Even the Pope would be proud of this marketing. That's when I voted, 3. And I definitely won't see it, 2. Absolutely, positively. Absolutely. Not. Well, 26 after 10 at 560 WQM. If you're thinking of buying a new car or truck, if you want to save a lot of money, don't just pray for it. Visit Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. They're going to save you a whole ton of cash. Located on US 1, 20 minutes south of the 836, Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead is worth the drive because, like I said, they'll save you a whole lot of money on great brand new Toyotas. Check out these unbeatable prices. An 04 Corolla loaded, including air that you own, for just $12,990. An 04 Camry with air automatic and lots more, just $16,990. Need a truck? How about an 04 Toyota Tundra, the safest truck in the entire USA, from just $14,990. And when you buy that new vehicle at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead, you get a free Sun Pass. This was the very first dealer. They beat everybody else to the punch in the entire South Florida area to offer your free tires and batteries for the life of your vehicle. General Manager David Rich and his staff will do whatever it takes to put you in an unbeatable new Toyota today. Experience the Armstrong Toyota of Homestead difference. They're locally owned and operated, and they'll guarantee to make you a happy camper every time. The service department is open late weeknights to late to make sure your service work is done and done right. Like I said, it's easy to get there. They're US 1 and 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 easy minutes south of the old 836. So if you're fed up with the mega dealers who overpromise, give you a big song and a dance, and underdeliver every time, here's what you ought to do. Call David Rich. He's the GM at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. Call him at 305-242-3247. 305-242-3247. Drive a little and save a hell of a lot on that great new Toyota at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. If Jesus walked the earth today and wanted to lose weight, like Jared, to look good for that special lady <laughs> on a special date, it's hypothetical, to lose a tunic size would be quite a feat, even for Jesus. So here's the question what would Jesus eat? <laughs> Swiss cheese. Because it's holy. Miracle whip. He'd have no other. Thomas's English muffins. Doubted. Virgin Bloody Mary. To honor his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Uh, you guys are supposed to sing, because he cured the leprechauns. Because he cured the leprechauns. No, Tim, he didn't. he didn't actually cure leprechauns. What he did was he cured lepers, not, Le not leper, leper colonies. Oh, I must have colonies. misread that. There's, I don't think there's any different. Leper food. Okay, okay here. Angel food cake. <laughs> That's better. Deviled ham. No way. Hearts of palm. Tell us more. On ice cream. Make a stick of palm, palm Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. That's what Jesus would eat. I'd keep moving, buddy. Hi -oh. oh, man. And I'm guessing when he went to buy his groceries, he'd redeem coupons and all the store's employees. And he would cross train to get all trim and fit. And one thing that he would not eat, he would not eat shit. Shut your mouth! <laughs> Talk about what Jesus wouldn't eat. Uh, Uncle Ben's converted rice. Used to be a heathen. Cheeseburger. In paradise. Chicken a la king. Holy Allah. Pope, yes, chicken. What? Pope, yes, chicken. Oh, I think he means Popeye's chicken. Oh, Popeye. Yeah. Oh, I did I do that again? I mis I misread that. <laughs> he was a carpenter, but their diet would not do. 
Karen Carpenter's dieting proved it isn't good for you. Aww. He wouldn't eat quiche just to prove he was a real man. And since he was race Jewish, he'd have to pass on the heavenly ham. <laughs> That's what Jesus would eat. Right. 26 to 11 at 560 WQM. Uh, happy Tuesday to you. Moderately happy Tuesday. Things are starting to look really grim. I'll tell you that right now. In fact, and against the Patriot Act. See? Even he don't like the Patriots. There was a game that night, by the way. The Patriots won the Super Bowl, which everybody's forgotten now because of the big <laughs> flap over nothing. Over a little, not even, not even a totally bared breast, partially covered booby. And America's falling apart, coming apart at the seams. Now, the same people who were falling apart when the movie Priest was released and the movie Temptation of Last Temptation of Christ were released, mm -hmm. uh, those people now are urging everybody to go see this. Right. See, I happen to be one of those very strange people who believe that anybody with the money to make a movie can go make it, and you can either go see it or not. What a concept. Huh? Yeah. The same people that were having a nervous breakdown about The Godfather because it was, uh, you know, ethnically, it was an ethnic smear against all Italians or Sicilians or whatever the hell that. You know, all these people that want to censor everything that we have an option of seeing, you know, go see it with it or not, as the case may be. So I have no problem with that. But some Jesus scholars have a problem with this movie. Mel Gibson's portrayal of the final 12 hours of Jesus in his film The Passion of Christ has been hailed as the gospel of truth by some believers. But many scholars complain that it's riddled with historical errors. you believe that? Oh, my God. Not Mel. Would Mel make any mistakes? I noticed that. <laughs> Look what's leading on our poll right now. Out of the 102 votes, Mel Gibson and his father are both tied. Nazis is leading with 20 votes. Well, I got a three-way tie, 21 In fact, each. I think, I, well, you're probably ahead of me. Oh, yeah. No, as a matter of fact, I will see it, 23. Just It just moved ahead. Mm. The militant uh, Catholics, probably your people, are the ones that are hopping on. Oh, I'm going to go see it. It's about Jesus, the Lord and Savior. Yeah, rub your uh, rosaries while you're doing it. Okay? Rub them wrong. And be sure and take your uh, crucifix because uh, that'll ward off any evil spirits who might be there in the cinema. Vampires. That is correct. And not only that, non-believers that can be pretty evil. Anyway, the complaints really? of the Jesus scholars range from inaccuracies about hairstyles and clothing, which fits in with that bit we just played, the Bob and Tom bit about what would Jesus eat. Right. Hairstyles and clothing to a lack of gospel context in the film, which has raised a furor among Jewish groups uh? who fear its graphic furor. Ach. Don't talk about the president that way. Uh, among Jewish groups who fear its graphic depiction of the crucifixion will fan anti-Jewish violence. Oy! Gibson, who was denied the film as anti-Semitic, is uh, saying he consulted scholars, theologians, priests, and spiritual writers before scripting the film with the aim of making Jesus' agony during the crucifixion appear as realistic as possible. Evangelical preacher Billy Graham, of course, called the film a lifetime of sermons in one movie. Experts say his first mistake was uh, having his characters speak Latin and Aramaic. You want to know why? Why? Because Greek was the language spoke, <laughs> spoken in Jerusalem during Jesus' time, along with Aramaic, Amer uh, Aramaic and some Hebrew spoken by the Jews. Yeah, so Jesus talking Hebrew. to Pontius Pilate and Pilate to Jesus in Latin, exclaimed John Dominic Crosan, a professor of religious studies at the Chicago-based Roman Catholic DePaul University. I mean, in your dreams, he said, it would have been Greek. Greek. Okay. That's what they were into in those days. They were into Greek. Latin was reserved for official decrees or used by the elite. Most Roman centurions in the Holy Land spoke Greek rather than Latin, historians and archaeologists told Reuters. The mistakes experts say didn't stop with the wrong language, which Croissant, who speaks Latin, said was so badly pronounced in the film that it was almost incomprehensible. Oh, boy. Don't you think they're just nitpicking now? Yeah. He has a long-haired Jesus, 
Jesus didn't have long hair, said physical anthropologist Joe Zayas, who has studied hundreds of skeletons found in archaeological digs in Jerusalem. Dig? I did. Jewish men back in antiquity did not have long hair. Okay? The Jewish text ridicule long hair is something Roman or Greek, said NYU's Lauren Schiffman. Along with extensive writings from the period, experts also point to a frieze on Rome's Ark of Titus, erected after Jerusalem was captured in 70 A.D. to celebrate the victory, which shows Jewish men with short hair taken into captivity. Erroneous depictions of Jesus in Western art have often misled filmmakers in their portrayal of Jesus, experts said. And it goes on and on and on, etc. A lot of mistakes in there. But it's, uh, you know, it's fiction, just like the whole story is fiction, so why the hell not go and have a good time? It's a lifetime of sermon. And I will go and see it as leading right now. Hallelujah, man! The Catholics are back. The believers. Jesus Christ. 21.4% of this heathen crowd, 29 people out of 135 said, I will see it. Of course, I think Miguel voted a few times. About 30, man! They haven't all popped up on her yet. Your good friend Miguel, the brainwashed one. And at the same time, we're talking about, this is pretty damn irreverent of you to be faxing me more priest stories. While we're talking about this uh, Jesus story? It's a good day for priest stories. It is not. Sure it is. Are you trying to tell me that every day is a good day for priest stories? If only if the sun comes up. A $20 million lawsuit's been brought against the Oblate Fathers in the... Is that like Obladi, Oblada? Oblique. And Father Alfredo Prado, no kin to Edgar Prado, either the musician or the uh, jockey. The fugitive Oblate. What is an Oblate? I don't know. Ka it's Are you kidding of, me? It's kind of like a bassoon, but a little bit lower, I think. Who fled his order and joined a doomsday cult in Costa Rica. Ricardo Salinas, a former San Antonio resident who said Prado sexually molested him in 1967, filed a suit in state court in California. Salinas, 50, a former parishioner uh, of Prado's at St. Timothy's Catholic Church in San Antonio, said the attack occurred when he was 14, a young man, and had approached Prado <laughs> for counseling about problems with his father. He got me drunk and raped it at me, Salinas said, when I tried to tell my mother she wouldn't believe me. Well, who would? Right. Ain't nothing like that Jesus juice. I wonder if they're drinking Jesus juice in a movie. Live and local. This is 560. Out of the soda cream. Q.A.M. Enact a constitutional amendment to protect marriage in America. Decisive and democratic action is needed. Because attempts to redefine marriage in a single state or city could have serious consequences throughout the country. The Constitution says that full faith and credit shall be given in each state to the public acts and records and judicial proceedings of every other state. Those who want to change the meaning of marriage will claim that this provision requires all states and cities to recognize same-sex marriages performed anywhere in America. Congress attempted to address this problem in the Defense of Marriage Act by declaring that no state must accept another state's definition of marriage. My administration will vigorously defend this act of Congress. Yet there is no assurance that the Defense of Marriage Act will not itself be struck down by activist courts. In that event, every state would be forced to recognize any relationship that judges in Boston, officials in San Francisco, choose to call a marriage. How do you like this? Well, Presidente is making it official now as the fascism continues. Man, it's just just get them big boots on right now and start marching around your living room or your bat room. Probably a lot of people in the bat room right now. 
constitutional amendment to uh, pre prevent uh, gay marriages. Right. That's right. You evil faggots. He has always strongly believed that marriage is a sacred institution between a man and a woman, White House Press Secretary Scott McClellan be saying. He said the president wants to end growing confusion that's arisen from court decision in Massachusetts and San Francisco permitting more than 3,000 same-sex unions. The president believes it's important to have clarity. He wants to make it queer a clear. The union of a man and woman is the most enduring human institution. Honoring, honored and encouraged in all cultures and by every religious faith. Except in you. Ages of experience have taught humanity that the commitment of a husband and wife to love and to serve one another promotes the welfare of children and the stability of society. You might mention my name to Rice Marshal Gary. Yeah, when you talk to him, uh, W, be sure to mention uh, my name. You're gay. 1047 and 560 WQM. It's just, it's all like a big <laughs> avalanche of crap coming down on us and the public is going, oh my God, what's going on over here? Boy, Ellis Rubin, take that, huh? Boy, talk about taking it. That, that's probably what set him off, decided to do it today, when he saw that Ellis Rubin story. That would put anybody over the edge. Upstaged again, Ellis, you lose. What's your take on a much-hyped Mel Gibson Past of the Christ movie? Jesus. 190 votes. I will see at 43. Well, hey, have a good time, okay? Bring your own popcorn. Maybe a few jujubes. Oh. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis, 33. I wouldn't watch it if they paid me 32. Even the Pope would be proud of this marketing, 28. He's jealous. I definitely won't see it, 27. I might see it if I hear it's good, 15. Oh, it's not just good, it's great. And non-believers should just ignore it, 7, uh, 12. So we got a whole variety of choices there for you. WQM, hello. Hello. This uh, Neil Rogers show? Yes, sir. Speaking. Neil, do you have Randy Maltash's phone number? No one can see we give it to him. 1-800-741- 741. Team, T E A M. Team. 8326. 8326. 741 8326. Thanks, George. He's Great the best. Job, Neil. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, George. Thanks, Neil. See, there you go. That was constructive. That guy named Randy Maltash, the ticket defense team, whom we love dearly. They're, at least they're still in business. Randy which Maltash is, good. is Jesus Christ, by the he way. He is. He's our personal Jesus, our, our savior. personal Savior. Every year on my anniversary, every year on my birthday. Oh, speaking of my anniversary, what's going on here, man? I must be getting right. my uh, Charlton Heston disease kicking Settle. in. I must be getting old and uh, febrile, something like that. March the first. That's me. Yeah. March first, so I'm not going to be on the air March first because I'll be on vacation. We'll do a March first on you. Monday. Yeah. No. So that means this Friday we have really? to have my anniversary show. So what we'll do is we'll play all the stuff that we can't play after March first. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Isn't that what Clarence said? He said we'll make the deadline March first, right. so that on your anniversary show. On we'll your... get those forms back and we'll post datum. Now, how many years is this going to be? Twenty-eight. 28 uh, years in Miami. About 30, man. And I think uh, it's coming to an end just just at the right time, yeah, too, good man. Good timing on your part. Wow, I sure had it planned pretty uh, perfect. We can play Jesus Especially songs. Especially the part the, about uh, doing a show from out of the country. I think I had that planned pretty uh -huh. pretty well. Now, if we could just move the transmitter to out of the country. Right. 10,000 watts, 50,000. WQN, hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm fine. I, my vote is uh, Mel and his daddy probably would have liked taking turns turning the gas on. Boy. Oh, my God. Get a life, mister. I used exactly. to be such a fan. If I tell you, I loved him. I loved everything he did. I can't look at his face now. I see his movies on TV. I go to the next channel immediately, if not sooner. See, one thing about me, at least I can say I'm consistent, because I always despised Mel Gibson. I found him to be, on a personal level, such an obnoxious bastard that 
I just couldn't overlook that. So no matter what movie he was in, I wouldn't see it. I just knew never, I never knew anything about him personally. Just always liked his acting. Thought he was a great looking guy. Enjoyed his movies. They were fine. I, I was a big fan. Now I've turned my allegiance to a new hunk. I am a big, big Johnny Depp fan now. There you go. I, I think unless he does anything repulsive, which I can't imagine him doing, he seems to have his act together. I will, I will be true blue. I can imagine doing a lot of things repulsive, but we can't talk about him on the air, especially now. No, not now. He's, no. Um, he's good. I saw Donnie Brasco last night, but I couldn't pay much attention to what was going on in the movie because I kept looking at him. He's now, with Donnie Brasco, I, I saw that not that long ago. I have it in the other room, but is that the one where he's in a swimming pool naked while well, close to it? Um, close to it, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it not was close enough. Not time. close enough, but I... I, I was uh, I was glued to it. I was very happy he won the Screen Actors Guild yeah. Award. That was kind of a surprise. It was a surprise because I don't think he has much of a chance of winning the Academy Award. But I hope he shows up. Me too. I do too. So have, have a great day. Thanks. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Down with Mel. Right. Down with Mel. Is that Mel Carmison or Mel Gibson? <laughs> Mel Blank. Uh, you can smell the Mel if it uh, the smell if it's from Mel. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's from Mel. I can recognize the flavor. Five six seven oh five sixty. I mean, what in the name of heaven is going on here? And, and and this is all political pandering. Obviously, that's that's what this is all about to try to create an issue when they're desperate. The economy is in a crapper. Jobs, all these uh, millions of jobs they're going to create ain't happening. How many jobs they're going to create this year? About thirty, man. Right. I told you they're going to create two new jobs this year in America: president and vice president in November. Yeah. Those are the only two. And, of course, everybody is peeing in their pants because we still can't find Osama Yamama and their guys dying over there every single day. Americans dying for no good reason at all. Another Halliburton story that I got in my pile today, if I ever get to it. Where's the headline? Halliburton is being... Now there are criminal charges, if I can ever find the damn thing. Where the hell is it, man? Rod Page, by the way, the education secretary, called the nation's largest teachers union a terrorist organization during yesterday's private White House meeting with the governors. Real, Real humor. A terrorist organization, the NEA. Can't find my uh, damn Hall. Oh, here it is. The Pentagon's investigation into allegations a Halliburton subsidiary may have overcharged for gasoline delivered to Iraq last year is now a criminal probe, the Pentagon admitted yesterday. All right. The Defense Criminal Investigative Service, the criminal investigative arm of the Inspector General's office, is investigating allegations of fraud on the part of Kellogg, Brown, and Root, KBR, including the potential overpricing of fuel delivered to Baghdad by a KBR subcontractor, a Pentagon statement said. That, of course, uh, the same company that Dick Cheney was working for and the same company that was doing business with Sodom as late as 1997. Absolutely. Again, just mentioned in passing. WQAM, hello. Hey, man, how you doing? Okay. I think there's one image that um, you all are forgetting to portray about this movie. Passion. Um, can you imagine tomorrow the people inside the theater catching the Holy Ghost and screaming and crying during a movie? Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that? No. It's kind of hard to catch the Holy Ghost because, uh, you know, kind of hard to get a fix on him. Well, if you're not crazy, stay away from that movie. See you now. Okay. What do you say? If you're not crazy, stay away from that movie. Five, six, seven, oh, no. If you're not crazy, that means maybe you uh, ought to go to the movie and then you can be. Five, six, seven, why should you be different from everybody else? I will see it, 53, 22.7%. That's the leading vote. That's shocking. That's our good Catholic. Now, do you think that most of the people are going to go see it are Catholic or just other Christians as well, like born-again Christians? I think especially born-again Christians. Really? Yes, absolutely. More so than Catholics? You uh, don't know about them a lot, do you? What do you mean by that? Sure I I do. Are you crazy? Because of this community is thick with Catholics. 
the fundamentalist right. yushkis that uh, that run around the rest of the country. Yeah, are, but Mel uh, Gibson is part of this ultra right wing Catholic cult, the traditionalist that. Catholics, as his father is. But they've uh, they've joined forces, so to speak. But the fundamentalists and the Jimmy Swaggerts and uh, and those people, uh, they're all powerful in America. So, in other words, what you're saying is the Farbisna Goyim have all joined forces. Oh my See. God! Wow. Well, time to head for the hills. And I don't mean Sheridan Hills either, or Emerald Hills. I mean the 233 hills. votes. What's your take on a much-hyped Mel Gibson movie? I will see it 53. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis, 38. Even a Pope <coughs> would be proud of this marketing, 36. I wouldn't watch it if they paid me, 35. I definitely won't see it, 32. <coughs> I might see it if I hear it's good, 24. It's sensational. Mel needs your money. Come on now. And non-believers should just ignore it, 15. Just ignore it, it'll go away, like a big boil, you know, like on your ass, a big boil. That's how I consider the whole thing, Mel Gibson in a movie, big boil on my fat ass. Sid sends me along facts here. It says, I've been a fan since the first Gulf War, consider myself a bit of a radiophile, and shows like yours get me through the day with a smile, while informing me of pertinent items from a perspective I agree with. Nice going, Sid. I've also been a stern fan since he came into the market, enjoy different talk shows, non-sports except for the Mad Dog, mostly because there's no alternative. I listen to Schmidt simply because he's on the dial. There's nothing else on I enjoy. I'm not sure how much of Stern you listen to, as in none, though I presume very little, none. And have to tell you that you were completely right last week in saying the content on that show was going to be atrocious. Not that he's still programmed pretty much as before for now, but they dump him so many times that stories become in unintelligible and, frankly, intolerable. A good portion of yesterday and today's shows have been arguing with the GM about how Schmitty his show sounds with all the cut-ups and makes everybody gun-shy and lame afraid of saying anything. The miserable turd Michael Powell is going to destroy the only thing that brightens the sometimes miserable days and nights we endure our entertainment. W and his cronies are ruining our country with the speed of Huns overtaking a village of women. Schmidt, this country is nothing but a village of women, and the religious right is the Hun, the Hun throng that will take away all of our liberties as we whimper and snivel in a corner. Fortunate for me, I'm a Canadian-born American, about to get my EU passport thanks to my WAP descent, and speak three languages fluently, something that's a valuable asset in every civilized country except this one. Within the decade, I'm out of here. The Bushites can have the entire thing. See you at the border. Keep it up for as long as you can, old man Sid. Nice going, Sid. See you, kid. See you around, eh? 1056 at 560. Every religious faith prohibits gay marriage. And, of course, those of us who don't belong to any religious faith, those who are agnostics, those who are atheists, uh, we have no place in George Bush's America. Keep that in mind. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Oh, my God. Gay. Tired of the same boring old communion wafers at Holiday Mass? Open wide, baby, and prepare to receive thy Savior. Oh, jeez, Father O'Malley, wafers again? Now, Billy, this isn't just any wafer. It's not? No, through the divine miracle of transubstantiation, I've turned this ordinary wafer into the divine blessed body of Christ. Well, why does the body of Christ have to taste so yucky? Spice up your next communion with new Christ-A-Roni. Christ-A-Roni is a special blend of rice, spices, and seasonings, plus a bit of the body of Christ in every fluffy forkful. And Christ-A-Roni cooks up perfect every time, as he should. Mmm, can I have some more Christ, Father? That's Christ-A-Roni, Billy. Amen to that. Christ-A-Roni, the transubstantiation treat. It's 11 o'clock at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you, man. Happy Ass Wednesday tomorrow. Mary Cheney urged to fight a ban on same-sex marriage, as El Presidente is uh, evacuating right now. Ba, 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 ba. This is an issue of great importance to America. And I would ask, of course, the obvious question when he says that, I would say, Why? Why does anybody care? What difference does it make? How does it change anything? Hey, did we already have this, uh, if I may interrupt? Yes. Dean Ripping Nader. 
It was, uh, that's, oh, what do you mean, did we have it? Did we already have it on the website and everything? We, we don't need it on the website. Okay. I saw it yesterday, and he got up there, and he said basically the same thing they were all saying, that, Nader, you're a silly old fossil, and cut the crap, and quit the, you know, spoiling the party and get lost. I just checked it. Yeah. You didn't see that? No. And and then I thought the most uh, important part of his speech was at the end when he said, <laughs> for emphasis. <laughs> But Nader still ain't listening because his ego, man, what a pompous ass. We've got 85 million different stories on the site about uh, everybody ripping Nader, and rightfully so. What a jackass, what a simpleton, what a foolish old man. At least comb your hair, you silly goose. God, he looks real presidential, don't he? No. Get some conditioner. Yeah, get, get some hairspray, you idiot. Man. 70 years old, and he just refuses to take no for an answer, and the excuse being, well, he's going to bring all this activism to the campaign and raise a lot of issues that the other candidates wouldn't because they're all the establishment and yada yada. And in the meantime, nobody's paying any attention to you no more, Ralph. God. Be like if Channel 6 propped up Ralph Redneck's body in the chair and tried to peddle the 6 o'clock news. Although probably a big improvement over a lot of what's on the air in South Florida. Anyway, thousands of gay rights supporters are posting open letters on the internet urging Mary Cheney, the dyke, I mean the vice president's daughter, to speak out against amending the constitution to ban same-sex marriage. The campaign targets Cheney, 34, because she is openly gay and is running her father's part of the Bush-Cheney re-election campaign, but hasn't taken a, oh, and speaking of fruitcakes, wow! You wonder why MSNBC has nobody watching? No. Let me give you a clue. Okay. Who I'm talking about. Ballet dancer. Uh, Reagan? Ronnie Reagan Jr. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, seriously, this is the truth. I didn't make this up. They have both of his feet <laughs> weighted, no, seriously, with lead weights. They have him weighted down to the ground so he won't take off like Peter Pan. I'm heard, telling you, man, he is the, those Jesus bikes. all these screamers you've been seeing getting married out there in San Francisco, and more power to them, you know, but all the clones with the mustaches, all the stereotypical uh, screamers, they are like Hercules compared to Ron Reagan Jr., that lady. I mean, get a life. Get serious, sweetheart. But at least she talks real Bush anyway. Anyway, she's running her father's part of the Bush-Cheney re-election campaign, but hasn't taken a public position on the proposed federal marriage amendment. As an opium lesbian who has worked for years as a public advocate for gay civil rights, you're in a unique position to defend yourself and your community in this dire hour, the website DearMary.com says in a model letter. DearMary.com. John Aravosis, the Washington political consultant who set up the site, acknowledged that it's an unusually personal challenge to a member of Vice President Cheney's family. If I were a fly on a White House wall, I think they might be saying, wow, this is very personal. And we would say, you're right, this is very personal, Aravosis said. The White House has no problem publicly discussing whether my family's relationships are valid and healthy, yet they refuse to discuss their own. Jennifer Miller-Wise, a spokesman for the Bush-Cheney campaign, declined to comment on behalf of the campaign and Mary Cheney, of course. She don't want to touch it with your hand. The constitutional amendment banning uh, same-sex marriage in their own states. California has no such provision in their constitution, and that's where Mayor Gavin Newsom is finding his strength behind his argument, is that uh, the same-sex couples in the state of California deserve the same equal protection under the law that uh, heterosexual couples enjoy when they are allowed to marry. And since his decision to allow marriage licenses for gay couples in the, in the uh, city of San Francisco. There have been over 3,200 couples come forward to receive their marriage licenses, many of them from out of state. And the concern among uh, uh, 
opponents of gay marriage is that many of these couples will go back to their home states, try to challenge the state laws there, challenge their employers, challenge insurance companies to provide them with equal benefits, equal to what heterosexual couples now enjoy. Since the website went online February 13, more than 8,000 pleas to Mary Cheney have been posted. Aravosa said the site has also raised more than 10 grand for ads drawing attention to Cheney's public silence and has invited public participation in devising them. One proposed ad would show her face on a milk carton under the headline, Have You Seen Me? How do you like that? <laughs> and that goes on about the log cabin Republican fags who, of course, Oh, we're going, this is all going too far. Yeah, right, like Alice Rantel. Go see Alice, okay? He's a real eye popper. Here's a John who faxes and says, um, I almost threw up at lunch yesterday. In fact, I did. I went home for lunch and was channel surfing, and lo, I found the wonderful Jim Baker with his own show again, coming from Branson, Missouri. <laughs> the total asshole Jim Baker with his new wife, Lori, a Tammy Faye lookalike, was preaching to the biggest collection of losers I've ever seen while begging for money to join his partner's club. Are you living in fog, the favor of God? Baker's new lame slogan, fog, the favor of God. I cannot believe this scumbag is back on television and that bigger scumbags are contributing to him so much for Christianity. I guess God forgives everybody, even scumbags. Check out his begging website. No, I'll pass. John. I don't want to do that. El Paso. Now, what is this uh, thing you sent me from the New Yorker, which goes on forever? Well, I only sent you the first page. Oh. Like Shall I read pages. it, New York, from the New Yorker? Well, a lot of people are interested in finding out what the folks are thinking about it besides the, the believers, the ones who already are, you know, that's right. like the preaching to the choir thing, the ones who are the devout believers. Those are the 22% in this audience who say, I will see it. And, you know, they're entitled to do that. Of course, the rest of us aren't entitled to whatever the hell we want to do, but that's beside the point. Fascism lives in America, baby. Absolutely. Make no mistake about it. Absolutely. 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 Why? They're not, they're not wasting any time. And you know, you notice how all of these things are coming down at pretty much the same time. The Super yeah. Bowl and Janet Jackson's boobie, and then Michael Powell, and then everybody having a nervous breakdown and, and congressional hearings. You know, the thing about 9-11, here it is, it's uh, almost the middle of 2004 already, and they're just getting congressional hearings going to find out how the hell come 9-11 uh, happened back in 2001. But we have a booby on uh, network TV, and right away, within a matter of days, we've got congressional hearings convened, and they drag in Mel Karmazin, and they're dragging this one in and that one in. And how dare you do this, and we're going to take away your license, and we're going to put you all in jail. And so Bubba the Love Sponge is off the air. Howard Stern Show has been diluted like a big bowl of water has been, like it's, like it's bathing in the Atlantic Ocean. Now, weren't you, what, tell uh, the story you were telling me this morning about somebody who listens to Howard Show. Yeah, what about it? About how uh, the minute and a half delay in all of this? Oh, yeah. It used to have, uh, I guess it was a double delay or a one delay. It used to have yeah. 30 seconds, and now it's a minute 30. So And they have, they have, four, they have four people four, sitting with right. dump buttons waiting to dump stuff first out of there. Stage, so if he says it the first time, they can catch it the second time or the third right. time and uh, just wear them out. And the rumor is that, that's, is that Stern is so pissed off uh, with management, and he hates the general manager anyway at Infinity, that mm -hmm. he's ready to uh, go on here and uh, do everything he can right. to try to get fined so that they'll blow him out because the Mel Karmazin dictum from Infinity and from Viacom says right. not only will the air, air talent be fired, but also the general manager, the program, the director, program director, everybody involved, all and, these people. And the dog. Right. The dog done yeah, it. So Howard's going to see if he can get them fired because, uh, you know, he'll be fine. Now, he'll be fine. He's only got, uh, what, two, three hundred million? More he'll money okay. than Jesus Christ himself. Right. California poll there, Kerry 56%, Edwards 24 and everybody else says small potatoes. Because then it's in Sharpton. 56 to 24 for Kerry, and pretty scary. Today we've got three uh, primaries going on that nobody cares about because it's uh, Hawaii and Idaho and Utah. 
Anyway, the New Yorker uh, critic David Denby writes, and I haven't read this yet, only the first page. I don't want to do too much reading. They want to get 80 million calls on here about what's going on in your America. Although we do have uh, 71 people, 21.8% see they will see the Mel Gibson movie. That's leading our poll. Of course, the other ones are all chopped up in a different category, see? Because if you take away 21.8%, the rest leaves like 78.2%, right? You're asking me a math question? 78.2. I'm a genius at math. I don't know anything else. Although I do know the sun is shining in Toronto, eh? In the passion of the crowd. Well, I just said that in case, uh, Castro Nobles is listening now, writing down some material. What, being between Rick and, uh, Ricky? Well, he's probably listening right now because Rick Sanchez just went off at 11, didn't he? Oh, I'm I don't sure know. he's. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's right. probably looking the TV screen when Rick is on there. In the Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson shows little interest in celebrating the electric charge of hope and redemption that Jesus Christ brought into the world. He largely ignores Jesus' heart-stopping eloquence, his startling ethical radicalism and personal radiance. Christ as a paragon of vitality and poetic assertion, as John Updike described Jesus' character in his essay, The Gospel According to St. Matthew. Cecil B. DeMille had his version of Jesus' life. Pierre Paolo Pasolini and Martin Scorsese had theirs. And Gibson, of course, is free to skip over the incomparable glories of Jesus' temperament and to devote himself, as he does, to Jesus' pain and martyrdom in the last 12 hours of his life. As a viewer, I'm equally free to say that the movie Gibson has made from his personal obsessions is a sickening death trip, a grimly unilluminating procession of treachery, beatings, blood, and agony, and to say so without indulging in anti-Christian sentiment, Gibson's term for what his critics are spreading. For two hours, with only an occasional pause or gentle flashback, we watch stupefied as a handsome, strapping, at times half-naked young man is slowly tortured to death. Gibson is so thoroughly fixated on the scourging and crushing of Christ, so meagerly involved in the spiritual meanings of the final hours, that he falls in danger of altering Jesus' message of love into one of hate. And against whom will the audience direct its hate? As Gibson was completing the film, some historians, theologians, and clergymen accused him of emphasizing the discredited charge that it was the ancient Jews who were primarily responsible for killing Jesus. The Jews, a claim that has served as the traditional justification for the persecution of Jews in Europe for nearly two millennia. The critics turn out to have been right. Gibson is guilty of some serious mischief in his handling of these issues, but he may have also committed an aggression against Christian believers. The movie has been hailed as a religious experience by various Catholic and Protestant groups, some of whom, with an ungodly eye to the commercial realities of film distribution, have pre-purchased blocks of tickets or rented theaters to ensure they passion a healthy opening weekend business. But how, I wonder, will people become better Christians if they're filled with the guilt, anguish, or loathing that this movie may create in their souls? I want the rest of this story. Coming right Please. at you. During the break. See? Sounds like a pretty good review. So far. And then the, the, the headline on the story is Nailed. That's the title of the column. Nailed. That's bad. By the way, have you got your uh, nails yet? Sixteen ninety nine a pop. Huh? I can get them cheaper at home. Get them pewter nails, baby. Let's have a sale for nails. Right outside, they're in a corner of uh, Ives Dairy and 441. And then maybe we can raise that extra money for uh, Boca Brian for that 50 bucks a week that they want to cut them back. One more spot, sales department, okay? Just one more spot for a couple of hundred, man. That'll do it. Easy. Take care of a month. Just one spot a month more. And that'll take care of that little piddly... Uh, pocket change that they're squabbling about bunch of cheap bastards them i think that if there is a hell i really i do really do believe some of them people are going to be in it you know yeah i don't want to say the beasleys and they receive none of the protection that other families receive uh for example i pay each and every week into the social security system but if i die my family will not get social security well it's george bush's america now honey so uh just cut the dike crap Twelve minutes after eleven at five sixty. I think we're going to have to call on Janet Reno now to stick her finger in the dike, don't you? Kind of like uh, plug all of the holes that are happening. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. There's some terrible things happening in the American system right now, and I think we have to get old Janet back. She's the only one who can handle the chore. 
elect her president. Hey, listen, it's the last mortgage you'll ever need. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. You'll pay zero closing costs, zero application fee, zero credit bureau fee, and zero discounted points. Get yourself the new low interest rate at just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, you pay only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance and get you a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you will never, ever pay closing costs again. So call them today at that new number. It's toll-free, 1-866-395-LEND. Write it on your chest. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move on to your next property without further cost or expense. You pay zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even when you move to another property. How can you beat that? Get the new low-rate financing of just 1.25% with the only one mortgage and only from the financial group. Never pay closing costs again. Call Financial Group today, toll-free, 1-866-395-LEND. That's 1-866-395-LEND, the Renequal Housing Lender. Restrictions apply. Rates subject to change monthly. 4.21 APR. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. ...world must defend his honor, his woman, and also that weird cult thing he's into. L. Ron Hubbard was not a nut. He was the sanest man who ever lived. <laughs> Tom Cruise is the last Scientologist. It's as legitimate as any other major religion, only more so. The last Scientologist. If you call him gay, he'll sue you for $100 million. But if you call his religion crazy, he'll cut you in half, lengthwise, with a four-foot samurai sword. Nicole wasn't so into it, but I'm pretty sure Penelope will be, and if not... He's even willing to die for Dianetics. He is the last Scientologist. What do you want from me? I mean, besides my fame, my fortune, complete control of my life, and oh yes, my soul. Tom Cruise is the last Scientologist. Uh, unless you count John Travolta, Jenna Elfman, and a few other gullible Hollywood airheads. The last Scientologist is now playing with your mind in a theater near you. 1117, here's a fax from Al who says, The more I learn about how this country is getting flushed down the toilet, the more I want to move to Canada. But someone I know informed me they saw a story on TV about the Yazooka running rampant to the point of public shootouts in Canada. Yakuza. Have you heard you know, anything about that? The what? Yakuza. What did I call it? Yazooka. Yakuza? What's the Yakuza? The Japanese mafia. All right. <laughs> Whatever you say, Al, don't uh, get carried away. Certainly not here in Toronto yet. The Yakuza. Yeah, they're shooting it up. Never heard of the Yakuza. Really? I've heard of the jacuzzi. Anyway, here's now. Let's get back to serious stuff. Okay, please. Pretty please. Sun is shining. It's beautiful. It's a little on the chilly side, but nevertheless. Uh, get back to Howard Stern. Okay. Now, I want. first of all, I don't want to like to say I told you so, but you remember those days when uh, after 9-11 and the days when after March of this year, when they, or last year when they invaded Iraq? And certain people on the air, I don't want to mention no names. Okay. But certain people who in the past had always been very ultra-liberal and cutting edge and very anti-establishment, all of a sudden started goose-stepping in line and supporting the Bushmeister. And Howard right. Sperm was one of those. Do you recall that? No. Well, we I had heard, calls I about it. I didn't hear it, but we had sure. reports. Yes. And, of course, I'm thinking to myself, well, the day is going to come when he's going to rule that decision. And I wonder what he's thinking to himself now about how he's been stabbed right. in the back by the very people he was uh, supporting. And Mancow. Right. That's right. Mancow, who, of course, has always been a right-winger, which I still find that hard to... Well, even right-wingers want to get laid. At least he's honest about that. 
But I wonder how he feels about it now that they're getting fined in Chicago big time. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so here's the report on this fact. It says Stern wants to leave the air now because today they dumped the word thrust when it followed anal. Anal thrust, and they dumped the word thrust. Oh, boy. Now, I will say this, because Infinity, you know, Viacom has got a hell of a lot more at stake than some others, although the Beasleys, you know, they've spent their whole life pretending to be in this business, so they certainly don't want to lose anything. But with Viacom, that was directly related, of course, with CBS, MTV, that whole Janet Jackson flap. So that's where it's all centered now. So they came out with that directive that we read on the year last week, and are just having a nervous breakdown. And if you do this, and if you say that, and if you see K, but at any rate, be sure and say hi for us. I'll tell you. Said hey. Okay. Okay. Say hey, K. So uh, I'm looking at the now. I, I do have to say this for Beasley Broadcasting. I can't say too much, but generally speaking, they pretty much let us all always do our thing. And number two, this uh, programming content policy form that we're all having to sign, which I signed this morning. Uh, you're, you're, and again, they're not the ones who are making these regulations. You don't understand that the individual right. companies are the ones saying, oh, well, you can't do this. And no, they're not the ones having a fit. It's the FCC with all the threats now. Just like the threat to start in on cable. That's why you ought to look at Sophia Vergara's ass and all the other pictures we post on our website every day because you may never see them again. Right. While you Where can. does it stop? Where does it stop with these Nazi bastards? Because that's exactly what they are. Mm -hmm. This is fascism at its worst. Forget about free speech. Because they just make it up as they go along. Here, here's an example. National standard of patent offensiveness. In order to be found indecent, the language involved, whether explicit, double entendre, innuendo, or sound effect, must constitute a patently offensive description or depiction of a sex act, organ, or excretory function. In determining whether language is patently offensive, however, it's important to realize, to recognize that local community standards are not used. See, always they used to be, up until this group of fascists came in. They just changed it arbitrarily. Mm -hmm. Forget about local standards. Rather, the FCC, now, wait, wait till you hear this. You will, I, I guarantee you, get out the depends right now because you'll pee your pants. Can we still the say FCC that? considers whether an average adult listener in the United States would find the broadcast matter patently offensive, and the FCC will rely on its own expertise in determining the standards of the average adult listener. For this reason, the FCC has held that the actual popularity among adults residing in the market where program airs will not insulate material from a finding of indecency. So even if you have the number one rated show, even mm -hmm. if Howard Stern has a 45 share in your market, it doesn't make any difference how popular it is because if there's one asshole in that market who doesn't like the show, then we're going to take their word for it and we're going to say, hey, guess what, we're going to find your ass or kick you off the air or both. That sounds like a good system. An average adult listener, the FCC will rely on its own expertise in determining what that is. Right. Now, you see, if you ask me if an average adult listener in the U.S. would be offended by, by that, I would say no way. And there's no way that even the FCC would uh, would push that. You know what I'm saying? No chance. No way. Even these fascists. So that's about as much as we can do. Maybe one of those. Maybe a couple of those, and that's it. Don't hit the wet one. Oh, no. <laughs> ah, that's the one. I know which one it is. I was saving the last for best. The best for last. Whatever it is. Don't forget, look for the QM van today, noon to 2 at the Shell gas station. That's on the corner of 136th Avenue, which is Panther Parkway, of course, and Sunrise Boulevard. Stop by. Now, who's going to be there? Scott? Yes. Oh, man. You ain't seen nothing until you've met Scott. Stop by to register to win a pair of uh, front row tickets to an upcoming Panthers home game. Plus, the first five people to show up to the van receive a pair of tickets to see the Caps game this Friday. And, of course, uh, they're giving tickets away at the Panther game. It's very sad. But we're giving them away, too. Noon to 2 at the Shell gas station right there by McDonald's, corner of 136 and Sunrise Boulevard in prestigious uh, Sunrise.
I'm glad you faxed me the other pages of this. It's a very long review, which I will get to. But before that, since we're talking about uh, all this attack on everything that you want to see and hear and read, and don't let me forget, I will read that thing about cable again. I think I'm going to read that every day. You should. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. How are we doing? Okay, sir. Can we agree that religion is for, like, the people in need and they're searching for hope? No. And that's what it's all about? In need of what? You mean in we need put, of something like in need of a crutch, in need of a lie. Something right. So I'm switching through the channels yesterday, and I see this Christian channel, whatever. So the lady says that a couple people got healed on the set of the movie of Passion for Christ. Yeah, that's because so they then, probably fell and broke their arm or something. They got healed. No, they were in a cast. She says that a blind man got healed and a deaf yeah. man started hearing, whatever. So then uh -huh. this man that was interviewing goes, "Well, I have a prediction that everybody, that a lot of people who are going to go see this movie in the theaters mm -hmm. are going to be healed when they walk out." Oh, absolutely! I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now, do you see that there there's only there's only one standing. thing that's going to be healed with this movie, sir, and it's Mel Gibson's bank account. Okay, that's going to be healed, big time. Now, MTV under attack by the FCC. Where, where does it stop? And let me say it again: MTV is a cable network. Right. MTV does not come into your living room, into your bedroom, into your attic, into your uh, anywhere over the air. It's a cable subscription only network. You have to willingly pay money to somebody to bring you MTV on your cable package, okay? But Janet Jackson's Super Bowl flash lasted less, lasted less than three seconds, but the impact continues to ripple through Viacom, the media giant that broadcast the uh, Super Bowl game. Congress, see, here we go again with Congress. If you're going to wait for Congress or John Kerry or anybody else uh, to bail you out on this, forget about it. Ain't going to happen. Or Ralph Nader. Congress, the FCC, right-wing radio commentators, now, although Nader did call the other day for Bush to be impeached. I give him marks for that, but nobody's listening, Ralph. I told you that months ago. Congress, the FCC, right-wing radio commentators, and outraged citizens are calling for stricter decency standards, and the artists and executives who make a living from edgy music performances and videos are in retreat. See, it's a good, it's a good way to deflect, you know, the, the whole uh, wagging the dog thing, the whole that whole day, to deflect attention from your own problem. To use him as an example. To be pointing your finger at these perverted, whatever the hell they are, and take the spotlight over your own personal failings. The word hypocrite comes immediately to mind. MTV in particular, which produced the Super Bowl halftime show, is in the midst of a wide-scale reevaluation of its musical news and dramatic content as the rest of the world is peeing in their pants laughing at the USA again. Not only do they hate us, but now they're laughing at us again. Within a week of the game, MTV, no stranger to criticism, most recently in response to the Britney Spears Madonna kiss at the Video Music Awards. Oh, gee, the world came to an end on that almost, didn't it? Almost. Well, seven music videos out of prime time. And if I could tell you how this just frosts my fat old ass, one of the videos was singled out for political content, Incubus Megalomaniac, included clips of Hitler and people drinking oil. That's got to be one of the great videos in the history of the human race. That may be the best ever. See it here like every five minutes. The other six contain sexual content. See, first of all, the idea of political content do you right. understand what we're talking I about, do. boys and girls? It's being censored because of political content? You get it. Are you following the bouncing balls? Are you understanding what the hell we're talking about here? A video on, M on a subscription uh, channel mm -hmm. being censored because of its political content. Right. 
The six others contain sexual content. Britney's see-through uh, bodysuit and toxic. Two women kissing in Blink 182's I Miss You. A PG role, a PG-13 role in the sheets in Maroon 5's This Love. And general rump shaking in ludicrous Splash Waterfalls. Cassidy's Hotel and the Ying Yang Twins Salt Shaker. As of February 15th, MTV reintroduced six of these videos, including an alternate version of Blink 182's clip that doesn't show the same sex kiss. Oh, thank God! I feel so much safer now. Oh, my God, just at the time we were ready to fall apart. 27 past 11 at 560. You know, I'm going to tell you, seriously, if I had a, if I had a football right now, I would shove it up Troy Stratford. Rectum. He is just not uh, doing his thing for us, you know? Yeah. Did he come back to you with any answers to your questions? No. No. Troy the boy. You're out, Troy. I just talked to the folks. They said, you're out. Back to the fish. Anyway, Katrina's on balance for life. She's lost, what is it, 22 pounds thereabouts on balance for life? We haven't yeah, seen about you, Katrina, lately, but just about, thereabouts, give or take. Balance for life might be the answer a lot of you fat people are searching for. Let's not beat around the bush. Fat is not where it's at. Fat makes you sick. It makes you look like a tub, like, believe me, I know. But the zone-based program, which is what Balance for Life is based on, really works for you. The weight just pours off your body, and it's easy with Balance for Life because they make it delicious. They make it painless. You don't have to starve yourself. You don't have to go shopping and count calories or carbs or buy anything else because they deliver right to your door a little black sack every day, which has got all the food to keep you full and satisfied all day long. Three hormonally balanced gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, even a 16-ounce bottle of water. They're right in there. So get yourself with a real controlled and proven weight loss, eat healthy lifestyle, balance for life. The only choice you'll ever make on this is filling out the menu once a week. You get to choose each meal and snack every day that you're on the program. So if you're sick and tired of trying the Atkins and the uh, grapefruit diet and you know all of the other dozens and you're still fat as a cow and really frustrated, this could be the thing you're looking for because, like I said, they take the guesswork out of it for you. Call Balance for Life today and get started right away. Call 954-568-3229. That's 954-568-3229. Or check them out on the web at balanceforlife.com. Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. If anybody has opinion, dissenting from our way, we'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question, just follow and obey. Everybody's turning fascist, fascist USA.
We're fascinated by J-Lo. Don't read no stupid fools. <laughs> All now are embracing the facts of American way. <laughs> Everybody's turning fascist. Fascist USA. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. I just, I just got it right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, oh, man. Uh, that Michael Powell, what a rectum. ass. I think it's an all-new thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How soon are we going to get that one up there? I'll let you know as soon as it's there. Oh, that is just a phenomenal thing, man. Yeah. Wow. Talk about <laughs> obscene and pornographic, Mr. Powell. You phony hypocrite. Take a look at the size of those babies. And what a Rectum. ass. <laughs> if you ask me. Okay, I'm going to do it again. I think I may read this at some point during the show every day. There's a lot more about the MTV thing. I'll get to it. Okay. I do want to take a lot of calls, though, especially line 9. QAM. Hello, Neil Rogers. Yes, sir. Hi, how are you? Pretty good. Good. I've been listening to you since 1986, and this is the first time I'm giving you a call. Excellent. Yes, um, I just wanted to say that I did listen to Howard Stern months ago, and when he was talking about and kind of um, condoning Bush's administration, it infuriated mm -hmm. me, and I would email him a couple of times. And you're absolutely right. I think he is really going back on those uh, comments that he made. I'm He's getting bit right on the ass now by the same people that he was sucking up to. Exactly. I think up in here in Cleveland, I'm listening from Cleveland now on the Internet. I used to live down in Miami. Right. And um, I think up here they're going to be taking out some of the seats before the Christ movie and put in some pews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I really enjoy your show. I've been listening, like I said, since 1986, and I hope I'm going to be listening for a lot longer. Well, listen, stay out of the pew, man, and have a great day. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Hey, Take care. Became... Thank you. Okay. What did you just say? You'll be one? You'll be, you'll be, uh, yeah. Now he's a good guy and, and thank goodness we're back on streaming on the internet again. Wonder how long they're, they're gonna let that go on, huh? Seriously, I want you people to understand. You think that this is just melodrama or Neil getting all bent out of shape or being real, uh, you know, ultra liberal or, uh, whatever. I'm telling you right now that if it were up to Michael Powell and the Bushmeister and Cheney and all these other Nazis that are running your country, you, the only choices you'd have would be the ones who agreed with them. That would be it. You'd have Rush Limbaugh right. and Gordon Liddy and Ali North and Michael Medved and Tom Sh Todd Schmidt, whatever the hell that guy's name is. And that, and that would be it. And of course, occasionally Phil. Yeah, but wait, yeah, but wait a second. Henry. Frustrated by the profanity and nudity on television that culminated with Janet Jackson and Justin Tinkerbell's sexy Super Bowl dance, Angry lawmakers earlier this month raised the prospect of expanding the fight against indecency on television to cable networks for the first time. Oh, my God. In separate simultaneous hearings. Oh, and by the way, the, uh, the Constitutional Amendment on Gay Marriages, uh, it might, they might actually take it up before the end of the year. Not that it's going to be a, a political issue. Of course, they have to get two-thirds of both houses of mm -hmm. Congress to approve it or two-thirds of the state's legislatures. Good luck. At any rate. In separate simultaneous hearings, members of the House of Representatives and Senate told members of the FCC and the president of CBS Viacom, Mel Carmazin, that fines could just be the beginning of a new crackdown on profanity and decency on U.S. airways. And, of course, they're the ones who are defining what's indecent and what's profane. They're just making it up as they go along. Most immediately, they appear headed toward passing legislation that would increase tenfold the fine on TV and radio broadcasters that violate FCC decency rules to a maximum of $275,000 per violation, 
Lawmakers, including Republicans usually wary of government regulation, raised the possibility of getting even tougher, such as passing a three-strikes-and-you're-off-the-air law that would revoke the FCC licenses of repeat offenders. We could have Christian music on every station all day. Reformers who focus on network television are missing 85% of the story because 85% of Americans now get their television programming from cable and TV, uh, satellite TV, FCC Chairman Michael Powell said. You can see the lovely Chairman Powell on our website any minute now. Even more lovely than the other picture we had before. From a different angle. As he shows his big fat rectum to the world. Senator John McCain, Republican of Arizona, favored a suggestion by the Consumers Union that Congress require cable and satellite operators to offer a la carte programming in which people pick and pay only for the channels they want. God forbid that we should see Britney and Madonna kissing again or some grotesque, vulgar thing like that. Congress would have to change rules governing the FCC before the commission could expand its oversight of cable TV because cable is a subscription service that doesn't use the public airwaves. It has historically been out of the FCC's jurisdiction. But... In the aftermath of the Super Bowl flap, that grotesque halftime show, those two seconds of perversion, Congress may be willing to give the FCC greater authority over cable. This is all a dog and pony show, man. This is just, they're just waiting for an excuse. It's just like invading Iraq. 9-11 came along, unfortunately, of course, tragically, but they, they used it as an excuse to do what they already planned to do before. And the same thing now. They used the Janet Jackson, Justin Tinkerbell flap as an excuse to do whatever they want to be doing all along. Let's get all the people off the air, all the outrageous people who generally, other than Mancow and certain other ones we know, okay, tend to be uh, far to the left of where they're coming from. The new picture is up. The new picture is on neilrogers.com. Believe you me, you'll fall on your Rectum. taking a look at that. I strongly recommend sitting down while looking at it. <laughs> firmly, firmly seated in your chair, okay? Or laying down. Or maybe laying on the floor would be good. Prone. In the crone position. How's Julie Crone doing, by the way? Oh. 20 till noon at 560. We got the Mad Dog at 2, the Humper at 4, the uh, Hebrew Hammer, Hank Goldberg at 4, Hurricane Warm Up at 7. You got the uh, Seton Hall and Miami Hurricane 730 night basketball. Uh, 930 to 2, it's Eddie Kay and then Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the morning. Boy, it just, uh, it, it's just all like coming down just the way you uh, feared it would. You know what I mean? Be afraid. Be very afraid. Exactly. Well said, sweetheart. <laughs> hey, if you're hungry and you want a break from the kitchen, here's a place you can go and really pig out. Take the whole family, the whole gang, all your friends, and even some strangers off the street because they'll love the Emerald Coast. They want to take care of the cooking for you. Start out with one or a whole bunch of their six different delicious soups and sample dozens of mouth-watering entrees like New York Strip made to order in their sizzling Asian grill, the brand-new seafood Saint-Jacques. Enjoy oysters on a half-shell, Alaskan stone crab, middle-neck clams, jumbo shrimp scampi every night. And if you still have some room, try the hand-carved prime rib and the new Thai specialties, too. Their buffet features a full salad bar, a new sushi bar, and fresh room cocktail, too. No MSG, no cornstarch. You'll never walk out of this place with a headache. Just a big smile on your puss, and you'll be, as they say in China, gesund and pupik. And because uh, a lot of you are real cows, I mean, because you really enjoy the sweets, Emerald Coast features a full dessert station, so bring along a crowbar and shove it in your pants. Or just have the dessert in your pants and eat it when you get home. they got Belgian waffles, pies, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, fresh fruit as well. You can't beat it with a stick. A lot of imitators all around town, everybody and their brothers doing a Chinese buffet, none of them even close to the Emerald Coast. Three locations for you. They're in Sunrise, Pine Island or 44th Street, 
They're on Collins Avenue, just north of 163rd Street, North Miami Beach, and also at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Roads in prestigious Pembroke Pines. So take the whole family or book your next business luncheon right now and let our good friends at the Emerald Coast do the cooking for you. Take out and delivery always available, too. And by the way, Richard, those Leafs, man, what are we going to do? Call 954-572-3822. That's 954-572-3822 for the unbeatable Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. On the next Queer Eye, the Fufu Five descend on Miami Beach, where they blend right in, and pay a special surprise visit to Matt Drudge. Here we are. Oh, hi. Come in, won't you? Hmm. What do you think? Nothing for us to do here. Looks fine, fellas. Let's go. Wait a second. What's this? Uh-huh. A blow-up doll. I never saw a blow-up doll of an old fat Jew before. Oh, I forgot to put that away. Ooh, who's it supposed to be? Oh, nothing really. It's just the blow-up doll of Neil Rogers. It's all too much. Sayonara, lady boy. It's 11.44, 16 till noon at 560 WQAM. Man, the faxes, the stuff are just pouring in here. Oh, that's right. This is the review by um, Roger Ebert that I just printed out. thought it was from you. He said, uh, of course, he sucks up because he was an altar uh. boy, so he sucks up pretty hard. But he does say it's the most violent film he's ever seen. He was an altar boy? He was altered as I a boy. See. Now it, it, it will probably be the most violent film you've ever seen, he says. That's not a criticism, but an observation. It's unsuitable for younger viewers, but works powerfully for those who can endure it. <laughs> oh. He says of the 126 movies that uh, minutes that the movie lasts, uh, at least 100 minutes of that, maybe more, concerned specifically and graphically with the details of the torture and death of Jesus. And again, he says, this is the most violent film I've ever seen. Now, aren't these the same people, the religionists, who are always screaming about violence in the movies and about how grotesque violence uh, makes our kids go crazy and do grotesque, horrendous things? Isn't that what they're always saying? Yeah, but at least it's not sexual. But if it's about religion, then it's okay. See? If it's the Terminator, that's bad. Right. But if it has a religious context, and if we can help brainwash the masses and make a lot of money for Mel and the boys, then it's okay. Well, it's important for you to know just how much Jesus suffered for your sins, Jew boy. Okay, thank you, Jesus. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Pretty good, sir. A couple of things. Uh, one choice on the poll, if I may, would be yes? uh, I'll wait till it comes out so I can rent it. Uh-huh. And um, also, um, I don't know who makes the choices, but let George know that um, on the pictures of the girls every day, we'd like to see Oriola and Genitalia. <laughs> okay, great. We'll call up Michael Powell and see what he says. I'll get their gynecological... Uh, Not that they have any regulation over the Internet yet, okay? Not yet. Now, who are you thinking about for tomorrow? I don't know. I'll go through the uh, catalog. I think that's a very tasteful picture of Sofia Vergara that we have on today. She's lying on the beach. She's on the sand. You don't see no nipples. And you she don't, doesn't you know. show nipples. She only shows uh, her cheeks. Well, whatever she's willing to show you, there right. it is for you. And, and of there course, it is. That's and the... of course, as an extra bonus, yeah, <laughs> we've got the. Oh man, I gotta, I go, we gotta go back to that homepage. Here it is. Oh, is that a lovely thing? Right above the old preparation rush thing there too. Rectum. Wow. Careful about inserting that, baby. Now let's see. Anal thrust was what they were concerned about on the Howard Stern show this morning. Of course, that show, they've been, uh, it's amazing. They must do some really grotesque stuff on here because they, they're concerned about such minutia 
like asshole. They won't let. They won't even let Howard say douchebag. The Infinity People. For years, right. he's been bent out of shape about that. Of course, if I was making the money he was making, what would I care what I could say? See, right. I wouldn't say anything. Right. There you go. Play some music, <laughs> Howie. Oh, and I, I didn't even see. Now, I think that that's that's a, man, a blending of Michael Powell and Celia Cruz. I could be wrong, huh? Don't you think? Oh, that's a very good point. I want everybody to take a look because look at the heels that uh, that bitch is wearing. I mean, whoever that is. <laughs> oh God, it's a, a bitch. Beautiful thing. Yes, I did. Michael Powell, you're a bitch. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Seeing that Alyssa Milano uh, picture yesterday on the web, I don't know where the tattoo starts or ends, if you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. <laughs> now, let me ask you or George, have you heard any of that rumor that they have Osama bin Laden surrounded somewhere in Afghanistan? Well, it's not a rumor. It's a, a news story that they're creating. They say, well, surrounded. That's like, that's like saying we have you surrounded somewhere on the planet. So it's kind of not legit then. Well, I mean, I don't know. Who the hell knows whether they're telling the truth? For, for all we know, they might they might have him now. They might be waiting to spring the big uh, fall surprise a month before the election and say, hey, look who we got. Uh, you know what? I was going to turn everybody to the bush. I, I don't think so. I and, think in clo and in closing, Neil? And in closing, Neil? Yes? Hank killed Jesus Christ. Okay, great. Beauty. The Hebrew hammer. Knocking the Hebrew hammer. Well, they'd probably use the Hebrew hammer to pound those spikes in. I would think so. And don't forget to get your uh, your nails. Right. Those pewter uh, nails. I got a nine-inch nail. An MTV news segment on sexual politics has also been delayed until outrage over the Super Bowl dies down, according to MTV staffers. This is on a cable channel. California's Laguna Beach High School pulled out of an agreement to let the network film a reality show based on students' lives. And several record labels are toning down videos currently in production out of fear that they won't be shown, according to industry sources. The current state of the culture is different, says one label executive who represents prominent hip-hop artists. It's an election year, and nobody wants to be made an example of. How do you like that? Please, please go see. Instead of seeing The Passion of the Christ or whatever this crap is called, please go see, read it, buy it, steal it at your DVD store, uh, Bowling for Columbine, if you haven't seen it already, and even if you have, watch it again. It's on cable right now. Go to a friend's house. Right. It's on uh, making the rounds on cable on the HBOs and movie channels and whatever else. Go to a friend's house if you're too cheap to pay for it and the movie too and watch it. Bowling for Columbine. And as he points out so well, all of this baloney. But, oh, it's the violent movies and it's this and that. The same movies, the same videos, the same everything. They're shown here in Canada and all over the world. All over Europe anyway. Tons of nudity. I'm talking about full nudity, nipples and you name it. And the people aren't killing each other and their societies aren't crumbling and uh, the world isn't laughing at them because they're not all uptight. Yeah, but they're probably all going to hell. When they all die. the important things that we have to deal with and the best that these born-again fundamentalist lunatics can do is start with this kind of crap. It's just tragic. It's pathetic. MTV executives refused to comment for this article. This is in Rolling Stone, by the way. Even to describe programming changes. A spokeswoman would only say, we have to pay attention to what's happening in our culture. Oh... Other <laughs> That's what she said. Other Viacom companies are taking a similar stance. CBS instituted a five-minute tape delay for the Grammys, and now all of Viacom's broadcast properties, 39 TV stations, and more than 185 Infinity radio stations are outfitted with the same cap uh, capability. 
Pop culture has been on a slippery slope for some time, said Representative Fred Upton, chairman of the House's Internet and Telecom Subcommittee. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. Upton, a Michigan Republican, of course, what a shock, has been a key player in the fight to halt potentially offensive programming. He sponsored a bill on January 13 that aims to raise the fines for broadcasters to tenfold. The day after the Super Bowl, he also called Viacom President Mel Carmerson to complain about the halftime show. And a February 4th Wall Street Journal editorial headlined, Viacom's porn channel demanded that Viacom fire MTV President Judy McGrath. Viacom was already seen as a repeat offender with MTV Comedy Central, Howard Stern, and the Opie and Anthony show on its payroll. So when Carmazin declared that indecent, and by the way, Comedy Central isn't over there either. It's another cable channel. So when Carmazin declared that indecency standards need to be clarified, Representative Heather Wilson, Republican of New Mexico, could hardly control her anger. I remember it well, her performance. You knew what you were doing, she said, of the Super Bowl with tears in her eyes. You wanted us to be all abuzz. It lines your pockets. She was near, nearly having a stroke. Having a fit, pitching a fit. I almost said pitching a tent. Don't, yeah, well, can't do you that. You can't no say more. that. Well, the Indians can pitch a tent. Why the hell can't the white man? Well, their grandfather did. They can't do it no on more. The reservation. Don't be saying pitch a tent no more. I, I tell you another one, and it just dawned on me after going through this thing. I'll tell you what. Can't play that no more. Nope. Uh, so I'm going to have to add some more to the list. So you only have a partial list. No, How remember, about? We're not doing it. It's going to be Duff and Clarence in here. Trousers. Can't play that. Unless, of course, we start putting our own bleep. Yeah, how about a trouser? Yeah. Yeah. Cuff. You see what we're talking about, folks? This is what it's been reduced to, is that you can't... It all has to be reduced to the level of a 5- or 6- or 7-year-old child. And even they would probably laugh in their asses off at it. What's your take on the much-hyped Mel Gibson Passion of the Christ movie? That's our poll question on neorogers.com, where you can also take a look at our... The uh, chairman of the FCC Rectum. and his big fat one. 537 votes. I will see it, 113, 21%. I tell you what, don't go see it. Send us the money instead. We'll split it up, George and Josh. We'll split up the money and go do good deeds. Damn straight. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis. 90 of you said that. Even the Pope would be proud of this marketing, 87. That was my vote, and proudly. I wouldn't watch it if they paid me 84. I go to that. I might see it if I hear it's good, 69. We we should have put the other one on there that that uh, clown just called before and said, you know, about uh, I'll wait till I get a bootleg copy. But at any rate, we won't do that. I might see if it's good, 69. Oh, 69. And also with 69, I definitely won't see it. See how that number keeps popping up? I do. Better take a picture of it and make sure that uh, they understand we're not making those numbers up. Oh, thank goodness they just changed to 70, both of them. And non-believers should uh, just ignore it, 25 out of 545 votes on the passion of the Christ, you Christ killers. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I'm um, uh, Neil Rogers, Joe. Speaking, yes. Oh, hey, Neil. <laughs> You're too fast, man. Hey, what I do you am think fast. About, what do you think about uh, putting a patent on a new uh, soft drink just in time for the movies, maybe with the popcorn, the uh, Diet Jesus Juice with, with lime? Not bad. That would be pretty tasty. Uh-huh. Oh, let's try it. Okay. And how many Floridians are going to be able to read the subtitles anyway? About 30, man. 5670560. That's a great point about the fact that they spoke Greek and that only the the, uh, muckety mucks, the higher ups, would have spoke Latin. And everybody else spoke Greek. So don't confuse Mel with the facts because this is the the passion of Christ and the crucifixion of Christ according to Mel. See, they should have put that in the title too. According to Mel. Now, I would appreciate it more if it was like according to Mel Brooks, you know. Like right. the history of the world, something sure. like that. Oh, that would have been a hoot. That would have been a real hoot and a holler. Get you home. 
That's your favorites here, Blink-182. Probably better not play that because right. it's not even noon yet. Is it the new uh, Cleaned Up video? I don't know. It might not be because it's on much music. and I, They have a tendency to play them unexpurgated. They don't bleep out the words because it's Canada, and we're like a little more mature here than the Americans. You know, how does it feel to have the whole world laughing at you? Number one, they fear. They're terrified, number one. And so, number two, they don't like Americans as much as they used to because they're afraid of this attitude. And number two, they're laughing at you. So, on the one hand, they... <laughs> yeah, that's what she's saying, but the other one is saying... Be afraid. Yeah. yeah. Be very afraid. So, it's not a very pretty picture, you know? Of course, if they laugh at us, you know what we can do. That's right. Drop una bomba grande. That's right. Just like that bit we got. Uh, we got the bomb. Just like Dennis Leary says. We got the big, big effing bomb. Uh-oh. I, now, what about that? Can uh, we just go play that? Wait. I think we can. I love that bit. Right. And how timely, too, it turned out to be. Even though you're not a big Tom Jones fan. So, so. Oh, me? Yeah. I love Tom Jones. I know all his songs. I have his greatest hit. He just turned 96, old Tom. Can't believe the language I hear on TV. Boy. Every other word is an obscenity. All right. It used to be the cable was a whole lot worse. But now the networks let their actors curse. There's no end in sight to this insanity. All the dialogue contains profanity. Swearing like a sailor on a three-day pass. Words a whole lot worse than ass. Rectum. F-bomb, F-bomb. How long will it be before they drop the F-bomb on that word TV? F-bomb, F-bomb. There's no telling when they'll drop one on the Oh, my God. 11.56, I love that. And we can still play it. I didn't find anything in there. Now, we will have to pass it through our committee, Duff and uh, Clarence. Right. Keep them off the streets. Keep them out of trouble. Keep uh, Clarence away, safely away from the beast till he heals up a little bit. And they can sit around. I think that's a great idea. We have over 5,000 comedy bits and sounds and drop-ins in our DCS computer. Uh, for for example, I don't think we can play. Now, we'll have to ask them, but... I don't think we can do that. I mean, if anal thrust was bleeped, of course, that's right. not the commission. That's the paranoia at uh, Infinity now. That's no. everybody's eye. The big spy glasses over their ass. Let me ask you, which member yes. of the committee Did is going to... Did you say, let me ask you? Let me ask you a question. Yes. Which member of that committee is going to understand the significance of... See, now you notice he said member. First he said ass, and then he said member. See, you're not fooling me. You may be fooling some of the slow Ooh, people out there like yeah. Duff and Clarence. You're not fooling me. You're not Stop pulling the woolly over my eye. Three minutes till noon at QM. Hey, if you got a crappy job, or maybe if you've been working in radio and you know that your days are numbered, here could be the answer for you get a real career. And we're talking about a high-paying computer career and the big fat paycheck that goes along with it. Call Fast Train. They're the folks that'll help you get the training you need to get yourself a real life. Call them today at one eight six six Fast Train because in just four short months they can really get you trained for a new high-paying computer career. And don't forget the demand for computer professionals continues to grow. So call them today because the sooner you make the call, the sooner you can say goodbye to your dead end job. Call one eight six six Fast Train. With seven locations all over town, there's bound to be one convenient to whereby you live. And Fast Train offers you job placement, financial assistance for people who qualify too. With day, night, and weekend classes, no excuse, no more to stay in a dead end crappy job working for peanuts. So get yourself, by the end of the summer, a great new job and a career that goes along with a big, fat paycheck that you'll be getting. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com, and then make that call. And please don't forget, tell them that the unctuous, obscene Todd Dreck told you to call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. My, my, 
and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Hi, I'm Frau Ileana Ross Leitman, and I like scrubbing my smelly gorilla ass with soap made from jewels and listening to the near Roche Amunista Hour. Somebody ought to send Michael Powell the Atkins book before it's too late, you know what? Okay. Because it looks to me like he's ballooning up big time, and I'm concerned about poor Michael. 1203 at 560 WQM. They just showed a poll, CNN poll, on uh, should gay marriages be recognized as legal in the U.S.? 32% yes and 64%. No. Which is all the more reason why this whole thing is obscene. Yeah. Bigotry, hate. See, for example, if they would have had a, um, before blacks were given a right to vote, if they would have taken a nationwide poll, if we had right. uh, or, the, or women, or or women. Well, see, women are almost fifty percent. We're talking about minorities. Women, uh, at least population-wise, are just about even maybe a little more than men. But I'm using an example of people who represent a small minority of the population, and so when the majority can uh, can vote on whether those people have rights or not, uh, it, it's insanity. You can't do that. The whole uh, the whole concept of the Constitution to protect minorities from that kind of tyranny by the majority uh, is is exactly the opposite of what they're going to do. You better know you're not going to vote. Can I have a vote in Congress. I beg your pardon? You better know your place, Faggot. Oh, I do know it. It's called Canada. <laughs> and uh, Amsterdam and Copenhagen and uh, Germany and all over the world. All over the rest of the world, pretty much. Except, of course, for real backward countries. Oh, excuse me. Now, getting back to this, this is really great. David Denby, I'm so glad somebody faxed this to us from the New Yorker. Yes. The article called Nailed, Mel Gibson's The Passion of Christ. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to eliminate this one page because it, it just... But I will read the rest. Too important to pass over. Oop. He says the passion in its confused way confirms the old justifications for persecuting the Jews, and one somehow doubts that Gibson will make a sequel in which he reminds the audience that in later centuries the church itself used torture and execution to punish not only Jews but heretics, non-believers, and dissidents. I realize that the mere mention of historical research could exacerbate the awkward breach between medieval and modern minds, between literalist belief and the weighing of empirical evidence. John was an eyewitness, Gibson has said. Matthew was there. Well, they may have been there, but for decades it's been a commonplace of biblical scholarship that the Gospels were written 40 to 70 years after the death of Jesus, and not by the disciples, but by nameless Christians using both written and oral sources. 
Gibson can brush aside the work of scholars and historians because he has a powerful weapon at hand, the cinema, with which he can create something greater than argument. He can create faith. As a movie maker, Gibson is not without skill. The sets which were built in Italy, where the movie was filmed, are far from perfect, but they convey the beauty of Jerusalem's courtyards and archways. Gibson, working with the cinematographer Caleb Deschanel, gives us the ravaged stone face of Calvary, the gray light at the time of the crucifixion, the leaden pace of the movie's spectacular agonies. Fellini-esque tormentors gamble and jeer on the sidelines, and at the time, the world of figures around Jesus, both hostile and friendly, seems held in place by a kind of magnetic force. The hounding and suicide of the betrayer Judas is accomplished in a few brusque strokes. Here and there, the movie has a dismal, heavy-souled power. By contrast with the dispatching of Judas, the lashing and flaying of Jesus goes on forever, prolonged by Gibson's punishing use of slow motion, sometimes with Jesus' face in the foreground, so that we can see him writhe and howl. In the climb up to Calvary, Cavazel, one eye swollen shut, his mouth open in agony, collapses repeatedly in slow motion under the weight of the cross. Then comes the crucifixion itself, dramatized with a curious fixation on the technical details, an arm pulled out of its socket, huge nails hammered into hands, with Cavazel jumping after each whack. At that point, I said to myself, Mel Gibson has lost it. And I was reminded of what other writers have pointed out, that Gibson, as an actor, has been beaten, mashed, and disemboweled in many of his movies. His obsession with pain disguised by religious feelings has now reached a frightening apotheosis. Mel Gibson is an extremely conservative Catholic who rejects the reforms of the Second Vatican Council. He's against complacent, feel-good Christianity. And judging from his movie, he must despise the grandiose old Hollywood keech of the robe, the King of Kings, the greatest story ever told in Ben-Hur, with their hallmark twinkling skies, their big stars trading across sacred California sands, and their lamb-like Jesus, whose simple presence overwhelms Charlton Heston. But saying that Gibson is sincere doesn't mean he isn't foolish or worse. He can rightly claim that there's a strain of morbidity running through Christian iconography. One thinks that the Valkyries in Roman churches and the blood and ravaged Christ in Northern Renaissance and German art, culminating in such works as Matthias Grunewald's 1515 Insheim Altarpiece with its thorn Christ in full torment on the cross. But the central tradition of Italian Renaissance painting left Christ relatively unscathed. The artist emphasized not the physical suffering of the man, but the sacrificial nature of his death and the astonishing mystery of his transformation into godhood, the resurrection and the triumph over carnality. Gibson instructed Deschanel to make the movie look like the paintings of Caravaggio, but in Caravaggio's own flagellation of Christ, the body of Jesus is only slightly marked. Even Goya, one of the Goyim, who hardly shrank from dismemberment and pain in his work, created a crucifixion which kneeled with a nearly unblemished Jesus. Crucifixion, as the Romans used it, was meant to make a spectacle out of degradation and suffering to humiliate the victim through the apparatus of torture. By embracing the Roman pageant so openly, using all the emotional resources of cinema, Gibson has canceled out the redemptive and transfiguring power of art. And by casting James Cavazell, an actor without charisma here, and then feasting on his physical destruction, he has turned Jesus back into a mere body. The depictions in The Passion, one of the cruelest movies in the history of the cinema, are akin to the bloody pop representation of Jesus found in, say, a roadside shrine in Mexico, where the addition of an Aztec sacrificial flourish make The Passion a little bit more passionate. Such are the traps of literal-mindedness. The great modern art, uh, modernist artists are aware of danger of Keats and the fascination of sadomasochism, have largely withdrawn into austerity and odd abstraction or into ferment humanism, as in Scorsese's Last Temptation of Christ, which features an existential Jesus sorely tried by the difficulty of the task before him. There are many ways of putting Jesus at risk and making us feel his suffering. What is most depressing about the Passion is the thought that people will take their children to see it. Jesus said, Suffer little children to come unto me, not let the children watch me suffer. How will parents deal with the pain, terror, and anger that children will doubtless feel as they watch a man flayed and pierced until dead? The despair of the movie is hard to shrug off, and Gibson's timing couldn't be more unfortunate. Another dose of death-haunted religious fanaticism is the last thing we need.
Excellent. And excuse me if I mispronounced uh, many of the words in there, but what do I know? Heathen. Exactly. No, no, I'm not talking about those so much as some of the artists, artistes, and some of those people. At any rate, uh, excellent. It's called uh, The Nails by David Denby and the New Yorker. I, th I think we will put it on. Let's put it on. Aye. Tomorrow. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. Don't forget the QM van right now as I speak with the very bizarre Scott. In fact, maybe we can put Scott on a cross. No, that's bad. Uh, noon to two, line. now to two at the Shell gas station on the corner of 136th and Sunrise Boulevard. That's Panther Parkway. You can stop by to register to win a pair of front row tickets to an upcoming Panthers game. Plus, the first five people who showed up have probably already been there, don't you think? I'm sure. Who show up to the van get a pair of tickets to see the Caps game this Friday. It would be nice if we find out if five already showed up so that other people don't go rushing over there. And, and then Scott will say, oh, too late. Too late. I got him. I'm going to be there. WQAM, hello. Not there. Oh, I guess maybe too much reading, huh? 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? No, I didn't okay. know through so quickly. Hey, just one comment on this, uh, this Christ film. At, at what point are they going to, is violence going to stop? In other words, it's going to be up to somebody else to like, do a, a, a film on, um, like the Holocaust, and, and this, you can do a suffering of any people, in other words, yeah. and, and make it seem terrible to garner sympathy. Right. Don't you agree or no? I, I don't think really the uh, intention was to garner. I think, number one, beyond a shadow of a doubt, he's a fanatic, a fanatic uh, religionist, number one. And number two, uh, all the publicity he garnered because it was so violent. I, if it wouldn't have had all the violence in it, I don't think it would have gotten even 20, maybe even About 30, man. 30 percent of the publicity that's gotten. <laughs> That's one of the no, reasons I, that everybody I is talking and writing about it. I absolutely agree. But I thought he was doing it to, to convey a message of kind of sympathy, as George said. Oh, look, he suffered this much for your sins, yada, yada. But I, I mean, if he took, I grant you he took $25 million of his own money to make the movie, but they're projecting that he's going to make at least $25 million profit. If he were to say, well, I'm going to take that $25 million in profit, I'm not going to take one dime of it for myself, and I'm going to give it all to Catholic charities or all to the starving and the poor in Africa or whatever good cause, you know, then I'd say, well, at least he's doing something good with it. But he's just lining his own pocket. Wow, well, are Catholic charities a good cause? Like I said, like a really good cause. <laughs> Have a great Thank day, Pally. I'll pray for you. Twelve minutes past noon at 560 WQM. It's the last mortgage you'll ever need. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are positively incredible. You pay zero closing costs, zero application fee, zero credit bureau fee, and zero discounted points. Get the new low interest rate at just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, you pay only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance or get the new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. Don't forget that new toll-free number. Write it on your butt. It's 1-866-395-LEND. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move on to your next property with no further cost or expense. You pay zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even when you move to another property. So get yourself that new unbeatable low re uh, financing rate of just 1.25% with the only one mortgage from Financial Group and never, ever, as in never, pay closing costs again. For details, call 1-866-395-LEND. That's Financial Group at 1-866-395-LEND, they're an equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rates are subject to change monthly. 4.21 APR. Live and local. This, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Incredible. 
he was Just a walking on the sea Singing Do I did it, did it, dumb did it do He's the man from the land of Galilee Singing Do I did it, did it, dumb did it do He's good, he's good Divine, divine He's good, divine Changes water into wine the next thing I knew, he had a lame man on his feet singing. Do I did it, did it, dumb did it do? The blind are gonna see and the dumb are gonna speak singing. Do I did it, did it, dumb did it do? He walked on, walked on through my door, my door, walked on through my door. Then he cured a leper sore. Some say he's the son of God Yes they do But there's other people think it's so odd Now he's the reason that we have an Easter day singing Do I did it, did it, dum did it do And he's the reason that all the Christians pray singing Do I did it, did it, dum did it do They praise him Praise him, kneel down, kneel down, praise him and kneel down, the man who wore a thorny crown. Do I did it, did it, dum, did it do? Do I did it, did it, dum, did it do? Do I did it, did it, dum, he's a Jew? Do I did it, did it, dum, he's a Jew? Oh! Do I did it, did it, dum, he's a Jew? Do I did it, did it? He's a joke. Okay. 1217 at 560 WQAM. Lansing Diocese reports abuse by 19 priests and deacons. Remember Deacon Dolson? No. You saw that movie. I remember Deacon Justin. With the Jack Lemon. I can never think of the name of that movie. Damn it. You will, though. Okay. 21 allegations of child sex abuse were lodged against 19 Catholic priests and deacons in the Diocese of Lansing between 1950 and 2002. I'm not going to read this whole thing because every diocese in the country is going to be having these reports pretty soon. From Toledo to uh, Geneva to Ishpeming to Ypsilanti. Uh, I will say this, though. I think I've got a revolutionary idea that could solve a great many of these problems in the Catholic Church, especially in the priesthood. Yeah. You know, the whole con idea of confession, which, of course, is insanity to begin with, the idea that some sure. mortal being can sit and absolve you of all your grotesque things while he's sitting there listening to your most intimate, detailed sexual activities and rubbing himself raw. Oh, I can't say that. But at any rate, whatever he's doing. Beads. I say that from now on we change places. And all you Catholics out there who are still uh, supporting the institution in one way or another, when you go to confession, you have the priest sit where you used to sit, and you sit on there the other side. You sit on the comfy And person. you open, you slide open that little uh, door, that little sliding door, and he will confess all of his sins to you. And, of course, meanwhile, you will have a wiretap on you, and the authorities right. will be listening. The pedophile police. What do you think? Good plan. Yeah. Then they will fear you. Sounds like a plan. That's right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. So the good religionists again have brought up as divisive an issue as they possibly could with the whole gay marriage thing, and they want to hang it like an albatross around John Kerry's neck. The only problem being, of course, is that he has consistently opposed gay marriages. He's in favor of uh, civil unions, which is the cop out, the easy way out, like most of the Democratic candidates and the others. Civil marriages. So, so you're almost equal. I mean, isn't this good enough for you? No, almost equal. Like equalish. Right. 
So in other words, it would be like saying to black people, well, we won't let you ride all the way up in the front of the bus, but how about like in the middle, in the middle. of the bus? I mean, it's a yeah. big improvement over Rosa Parks being way in the back of the bus. I mean, she had the gall to sit in the front of the bus. What do you want to be in the front of the bus anyway? That's right, because if you have a crash, people. you're much, much more at risk than if right. you're like in the middle. Besides, there's all those white people up there, and they don't really like you anyway. Right. And, of course, if these people happen to be going to Temple... Oh. Stuck in the middle with uh, Jews. But anyway, well, it's an idea for a bit. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. And you'll notice the usual South Florida, they're whipped up into a frenzy, man. All their favorite radio shows are going to disappear. Cable TV is going to vanish. And it won't be too long if these Nazis get elected again before they'll find some way to control what you can do and see on the Internet. But, right, where there's no sense, there's no feeling. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. It's Woody Graber. How you doing? Okay, Woody. Uh, with the FCC really, does that mean you can't say my name anymore? No, we can't say Woody. We can say uh, W. Graber. They w like hearing Graber. W a lot. Uh, okay, W is, is, is good, yeah. Listen, I missed the... No, w, w is not good. <laughs> w bad. W very bad. Get it very right, Woody. Bad. I get it right, W. <laughs> anyway, listen, I missed that Alyssa Milano picture yesterday. Are you guys going to have, like, a gallery where people who miss photos can go back and other, you know, catch the photos that they missed? Uh, are those on there? Is under features? Uh, I don't Can know, you get I guess. That? Why don't you go check it out and let us know, Woody? <laughs> well, no, he, look at what he just said. Mr. Oh. Graber. I'm sorry. Mr. Graber. He just said your name again. W. Uh -oh. w. <laughs> I'm going to have to change my name, I guess, huh? I would change it to, like, Walter would be good. Walter Graber. That's a nice, refined-sounding name. That or, would be... or Dick. I mean... <laughs> See ya, W. Bye-bye. Oh, I got a little change of a topic. I want to talk about Jason Williams for a minute. I, okay. Look, you say whatever you want. I don't care. I mean, you don't need the job. You only got the wife and two right. kids. What do you need the job for? Yeah. Got that nice place you can go to in North Carolina. Sure. Just hide away, you know? Just slip away. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir? Do you like it from the back? WQAM, hello. Hello, I'm speaking to Neil. Speaking. Hello, Neil. Uh, I'd like to pose an important question. Um... If we invaded Iraq and Afghanistan to free them from tyranny, who's going to do the same for us? Canada. Canada, you're right. Canada from the north, Mexico from the south, and maybe Guatemala might help out. 5670560, why do I ever expect anything different? You know, am I a moron? Yeah, yeah, after almost 30 years, and I expect something different, a little bit of outrage, a little bit of uh, shock, a little bit of dismay, and it, it makes no difference. That's the problem, America. So You're so passive. That's the problem. They can just run roughshod over whatever the hell you like, whatever you want, whatever you do. You, you don't care. It's like Howard Beale all over again. You know, just leave me alone with my pop-up toaster and steel-belted radios, and that's all I ask, you know, and my little 17-inch uh, TV. God. WQAM, hello. Hi, is this 560? Yes, sir. Hi, I was wondering if I could talk to Neil. Speaking. Hey, Neil, listen, I wanted to find out, <clears throat> is there any way, like, who who we could talk to or, or write who, letters who? to as far as, you know, the, the FCC, you know, them spending the money on, on all these stupid investigations when they could probably be spending the money on prisons and trying to keep these people in jail that are going around 
hurting kids and things like that? Well, uh, if you pardon the expression, it would be like farting in a windstorm. Okay, I mean, if you want to expend the energy, you can certainly do it, but they're not going to pay any attention. I mean, if, if they got if they got five million letters and telegrams or uh, emails, it still wouldn't make any difference. Yeah, I mean, I listen to you all the time. I, I listen to Howard Stern, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, you guys don't say stuff that you know, you know, that, that that's outrageous. I I, I guess. But I mean, it's just—it's it's what's no, outrageous. No, nobody, that, nobody ever got injured from anything that Howard Stern or Neil Rogers or Mancow or anybody else ever said on the radio. Uh, you know, even little children know that the words don't hurt people. So this whole yeah. childish episode that they're dragging us through is an embarrassment. The, o the only way the public can put a stop to it is in November at the election, if we have one. Yeah, well, I plan on—I I, I definitely—I I will definitely be there at the polls in November, and I, I, I hope my my vote—you know—makes a difference. I but, hope that uh, they it, count it. It's—it's it's really, yeah, exactly. It's really ridiculous the way the, the way things are becoming these days. You know, if, if, what happened to if you don't like what's being said, change the channel. You know? Exactly, that's right. What happened to free? What happened to choices? What happened to people having choices to listen to what they wanted and read what they want and watch what they want on TV and not having Big Brother? You know, that, that's the hypocrisy of all of this. These are supposedly the conservatives who are against Big Brother and big government, and then in the meantime, they're the worst in the history of this country. Which is why real conservatives like Pat Buchanan are up in arms and writing everything they can against them. I mean, it seems like people that, that, that you know, the money where the money should be spent is, like I was saying before, <clears throat> build more prisons and keep these scumbags that are out abducting kids and killing people and right. hurting kids. Yep. So use the money. All, for the, all the pedophiles like that. that they keep putting back out in the streets, for example. Exactly, like that poor little girl up in Sarasota. Yeah. You know, that should have never happened. And, and I think that's what needs to be investigated. Amen. I'm with you, yeah. man. All right. Well, you have a good day, Neil. Vote early and often, please. Thank you. And the guy that uh, faxed that thing the other day, I guess uh, I, it didn't all come out, so he faxed it again about uh, registering to vote. And he's right on target. If you're not registered to vote, then what are you babbling about? I mean, George would go register to vote, but of course he's an illegal alien. I mean, he's a. Uh... Nah, I can vote anyway. Five yeah, vote, to vote anyhow. To. Just, make, sure. just get some phony ID. In fact, uh, Clarence will have to get some phony, phony ID. ID. They sent the, uh, the, the driver's license. It was a box I could have checked. There you go. Five six seven oh five sixty. I mean, it's about time the American public started getting really pissed off. Regardless of what you feel about gay marriages, I don't think most people are really all that fired up. Is it like a big issue with most people? No, no, only the religious no. fundamentalists because right. it helps them to express their hate. That's what. And again, keeping in mind that this was going to be the compassionate conservative, <laughs> and they were going to bring the country together instead of dividing us. <laughs> I can't imagine at any time in my life recalling when America was as divided and as polarized as it is right now. W. Divided right down the middle between people who understand a pluralistic society where not everybody believes the same thing or watches the same thing or reads the same thing or says the same things or a bunch of fundamentalists who want to dictate to all the rest of us. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Marriott Marquis. This is a big day for the Walt Disney and Muppet family. Uh, let me introduce you to the members of the dais. Uh, over there on the far right is the CEO of the Walt Disney Corporation, Mickenilt M. Mouse. Sorry. Uh, his assistant, Remus. I'd just like to make a brief. Shut up! <laughs> Representing the Muppet Corporation. 
Kermit the Frog. Good morning. And his agent, Scott Boris. Hello. Sitting next to Scott Boris is the Telly Monster. And now the man who will be speaking on behalf of the Muppets. Please welcome Super Grover. I have a brief statement to make, and then I will open the floor to questions. On behalf of the Henson family and our beloved leader, Jim Henson, may he rest in peace. The Muppets have one thing to say. Holy sh**. We never thought in a million years we would be sold. This is crap. Thank you. I will now take your questions. Uh, Super Grover, what about the layoffs of the Muppets? Uh, uh, we have been assured by Mr. Mouse that the layoffs will be minimal. Is that true, Mr. Mouse? Bull I'll tell you what, I'm not committed to anything. I'll take a look at the whole furry package and cut it up like a pepperoni. I don't know what. Kermit, will Muppet characters be joining the Disney characters at the theme parks? Uh. Hey, good morning. We uh, we basically don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, the sale kind of took us by surprise. Louder, please. So I guess we'll deal with it as it happens. Mr. Boris, question uh, Mr. Scott Boris, can you tell us your role in the negotiations? I basically put the whole thing together. Uh, uh, in my spare time, uh, I've been working with the A-Rod thing, uh, but this has been my uh, my baby, my puppy. Uh, I think it's a match made in heaven. Mr. Mouse, Mr. Mouse, how about the relationship between you and Mr. Frog? I understand there's some tension between the two of you. I'll tell you what. Let's get this out in the open, because the worst thing for the media would be if we both just got along. I know we haven't kept in touch since we've been so far apart, but we came up together, and we often talked about one day working together. You got to love everybody. Shut up! You can't shot. There was a threesome with Piggy back in the day, but it's all bourbon under the bridge. All right, that's it, that's it. Did you say Pretty disappointing, huh? Yeah, whatever. You don't think? Hello. Oh, I was Hello. all excited there. No, no, that was just at the end of the. <laughs> you want to hear that again? Just one, one second. One second, please. Well, that's not it. Well, oh. you can't hear it Oops. again. Oh well. Anyway, it's a twenty-seven to one at five sixty WQAM. We got 20.7% of this audience are going to go see a Passion of Christ, whether we like it or not. I don't really care. I mean, like I said, it's a free country as of now, and so far they can't tell you which movies you can go to see uh, if you want to pay to go see them as of now. Why can't we bring back that uh, Catholic, what, what do they call that during uh, before WW2 or during that period of time when the Catholic uh, Council? Jeez. What do, you, what do you mean before? They're still doing it. They are? Sure. Remember that hotline? We called it on the show once, I think, over in the other place. Yeah. There was a, a, a Catholic movie review hotline, that I, f I forget the name as well. But you can call and they will tell you exactly, uh, not only will they give you a review based on quality, but whether or not it's edifying and whether or not the church thinks you should see it or not. I see. Because I did see Priest, and you did see Last Temptation of Christ, and I have a yeah. feeling that in neither one of those movies was there anywhere near the grotesque of violence that there's going to be in this movie that's no. coming out tomorrow that a lot of people no. have already seen. Not that I felt like they were pulling any punches during The Last Temptation. There was the blood and the thorns and the scourging and the nailing yeah. and all that. 
but there's also a nude baptism scene. I see. Because guess what? That's how they did it. Uh, oh. A guest at Jason Williams' mansion when Lim was... And I watched some of the trial yesterday. It was really... Uh, and I'm not really big on watching court trials, unless, of course, it's O.J., something really, really big that we all must must see TV, that crap. Pretty uh, interesting, the Jason Williams trial. Mm-hmm. Because I'm starting to take a personal interest in the Jason Williams case myself. Ever since you found out about that dog. Yes. The one that committed suicide? Or was that spot? Was that the Bush family dog that committed suicide? Stuck his nose right up the nozzle of the uh, tailpipe. That limo. A guest at Jason Williams' mansion when a limo driver was killed by a shotgun, blast fired by the retired NBI star, testified yesterday that Williams ordered those present to tell police that the shooting was a suicide. See that? You got a limo, you got a suicide, all fits in again. Dean Bam, uh, Bumbaco, I watched him yesterday. He was uh, pretty convincing most of the time. Dean Bumbaco testified that Williams told him and others he killed himself. We all got to say he killed himself. Following that, we all got to say he got killed it. himself? He killed himself. A- asked if he knew the statement was untrue, Bumbaco replied, Absolutely. Absolutely. Bumbaco told the jury that he went into the bedroom immediately on hearing the gunshot, saw the shotgun fall to the floor, then watched the defendant fall to his knees and pound the floor. My God, my life is over, Williams said, according to Bombaco. As wounded limousine driver Gus Costas Christofi gasped for air, Williams picked up the gun, wiped it with a towel, put it down, and then told another guest, Kent uh, Caluco, to wipe it again, and he did, Bombaco said. Williams then wiped the gun a third time and went to the victim. Mr. Williams tried to put the gun in his hand. I don't know if he got it in and tried to close his hand around the gun, Bombaco said, obviously to get the victim's fingerprints on it so it looked like a suicide. He soon saw Williams coming down the hallway naked and wet. Williams handed his navy blue, uh, blue pinstriped suit to another guest, John Gordnick. John Nudnick. J.G., get rid of these, Williams said, according to Bumbaco. Uh, Coluco and Gordnick had pleaded guilty to evidence tampering, and Coluco also pleaded guilty to witness tampering. Bumbaco was never charged. Bumbaco, a landscaping contractor, had been to a Harlem Globetrotters game and dinner with Williams and others before going to the mansion. Christophe had driven members of the group. Bumbaco was the first witness to testify who was in the house at the time of the shooting that night. Previously, the jury heard from 12 witnesses since opening statements February 10th, but no one who was inside at the time of the shooting had testified yet. The jury has seen dozens of pictures, including images of Christophe lying dead on a rug in Williams' master bedroom, as well as the wound in the driver's chest. Prosecutors have also displayed the double-barrel shotgun that Williams was handling, as well as four other shotguns, two loaded, and a loaded rifle that were in a gun cabinet in the bedroom. However, testimony on Thursday that Christophe apparently tried to protect himself was ruled impermissible, and the jury was told to disregard it. Forget about it. That opinion came from Dr. Stephen M. Diamond, chief medical examiner for Hunterdon County, who concluded that Christophe was in a defensive mode because the driver had blood spattered on the palm and fingers of his right hand and burns on the inside of his left arm. Through their questions, defense lawyers are suggesting that the investigation was shoddy and aimed at implicating Williams from the beginning. The defense maintains the shooting in the early hours of February 14, 2002, was an accident and that the shooting was prone to malfunction. Is that kind of like a uh, wardrobe malfunction? Something like that. Explosive. Williams is accused of aggravated manslaughter in the shooting and also is trying to make it look like a suicide and persuading witnesses to say they were downstairs. Now, here's a, um, the person who faxed this to us has got, like, all kinds of commentary. It says, I saw this guy interviewed on HBO's Real Sports. He was saying that this was the first time he'd been with Williams while Williams was back in his element hanging with his homies. Williams was taking a lot of talking, a lot of crap, saying, I'm the king of New Jersey. My money is longer than train smoke. He also said that Williams embarrassed the limo driver at the restaurant, saying to him, what the F are you looking at, mother effer? Uh, what are you, a uh, effing fed? 
The poor guy was just reminding him, just minding his business while sitting at another table watching what was going on. The driver got up clearly embarrassed and headed toward the door before Williams told him to go back and sit down. Later at the house, this guy heard Williams shout, Yeah, mother effer, just prior to the gun going off, he's a scumbag, and I hope they lock his ass up, and I would say, Absolutely. Thanks for faxing me. There was also a good article in the Post on this, but this one's better in the Daily News. Got it? Got it. Excellent. Okay, we got about 700 votes or close to it on the poll so far. What's your take on the much-hyped Mel Gibson Passion of Christ movie? 704 votes, like I said. I will see it. 149, 21.1% are going to donate their cash to Mel Gibson. Even the Pope would be proud of this marketing, 117. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis, 112. I wouldn't watch it if they paid me, 103. I might see it if I hear it's good, 96, and especially if I can get a bootleg copy free. Uh, I definitely won't see it, 91, and non-believers should just ignore it, 36 out of 704. 21 till 1 at 560 QAM. The most controversial movie of our time, Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ, recently became available for home viewing on cassette. Religious groups, miffed at the release of the film theatrically, became outraged on the event of its home distribution. And so, for your spiritual edification, and for those who don't have VCRs or the price of a movie ticket, we are proud to present, live, part one, the radio version of Martin Scorsese's The Last Temptation of Christ. Oh! Ah! Hey, buddy, buddy. Want to buy a hot stereo? Ah, uh, uh, gee, I'd better not. Okay. Ah! Oh! And so the controversy continues. Tune in tomorrow for part two, Martin Scorsese's The Second Last Temptation of Christ. Good day. Okay. 1243, 17 to 1 at 560 WQM. Let's get those phones smoking, baby. Take a look at that phone right now, okay? Nothing moves these bastards in South Florida except free tickets. You guys have some tickets, huh? What do you got for free? What are you giving away today? Traffic tickets. Yeah, we'll give you some tickets, okay? And we'll make sure Randy Moltage don't take care of you at the ticket defense team. We'll give him a list of names. I like that idea that I had about reversing the roles between the confessors and the priests. Right. Yeah. And then we'll decide if we want to forgive them. Yeah, all you peons out there, you go in and you put on some kind of a robe, okay? Something that makes you look real official. And Bat you robe. sit where the priest used to sit, maybe a bat robe. Oh, no, not <laughs> when you're sitting with a priest. Oh, not a good <laughs> idea. Especially you young kids. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh, I'm mad as hell, and I don't want to take it anymore. Good. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's uh, one. Here's you, one. You know, uh, this commissioner, you uh, read a little paragraph that she said about that she's outraged that the networks are out there just to line their pockets with this outrageous titty right. show. Right. Uh-huh. Well, isn't that the point of their business, that they're, public, that they're publicly owned mega-national corporations? Yeah, God forbid anybody should try to get ratings because they're going to put on something that somebody would want to see. Well, this is what I have a trouble understanding about all this. How is it that these corporations which own these networks... You, you don't can... understand, sir. The only corporations that are supposed to make money are Enron and Halliburton and Bechtel and, the, and Lockheed and the ones who are in bed with the, uh, the administration. Those are the only ones. Well, then I don't understand why GE and all these uh, companies that own the networks would be uh, so behind Bush. What do they think they're going to sell if cable is being... No, you, don't, you don't understand. You're missing the whole point, and that is that this deregulation business, they've got them over a uh, barrel with that because... If they oppose the administration, if they put anything on the administration doesn't like that, like that Reagan miniseries, for example, then the administration is going to look so favorably on the exemption that they made when they passed the law. They they did it specifically for Viacom and for uh, I think it was uh, uh, GE. I, I forget what the other company was. They they passed it specifically for two companies, so that instead of 37, they could have like 39 percent of the stations in an individual market. That was specifically done for Viacom. So there was uh, definitely a quid pro quo in. Absolutely, that's what it's all about. 
And then we've got the other thing, is that we have the Secretary of Education. Thanks for uh, enlightening me to that, Neil. I, I appreciate yes. that. Yes. And then we've got the Secretary of Education calling the largest union in the United States that has more teachers, right. calling them a terrorist organization? Absolutely correct. I mean, when are we going to wake up here? We're not. I'm getting the passport. Thanks, Neil. Okay. See you at the, uh, at the falls. That's right, I was going to get to that. Education Secretary Rod Page called the nation's largest teacher. And by the way, did you see the clip they had on CNN of this? They keep showing it a few times at the governor's conference. No, not with Fidel President, the speaker. And he was going up and down the line with the governors. And, of course, when he got to his big, fat-ass brother, the Jepster there, your governor, folks, man, oh, man, it was enough to make you want to barf. We did it with that, with that guilty look on Jeb's face. You know, oh, we did it. Can't believe you're in here, bozo, but we did it. We stole it, and we're going to do it again. Wow. And I, forget about this one, this bozo. How is it that you people put Jeb Bush back in office again, okay? He told you he was going to lie to you. The voters went to the polls. They voted on the class size amendment, and he had his devious ways of getting around it. And he's still uh, talking crap. No matter what you do to the public man, they just roll over and play dead. Anyway, Education Secretary Rod Page called the nation's largest teachers union a terrorist organization during that private White House meeting with the governors yesterday. Democrat and Republican governors confirmed Page's remarks about the NEA. Those were the words, the NEA is a terrorist organization, said Democratic Governor Jim Doyle of Wisconsin. Democratic Governor Ed Rendell of Pennsylvania said he was making a joke, probably not a very good one. Of course, he immediately divorced the NEA from ordinary teachers who he said he supports. I don't think the NEA is a terrorist organization, said Rendell, who's butted heads with the group as well. They're not a terrorist organization any more than the National Business Organization is a terrorist organization. Neither the Education Department nor the NEA had an immediate comment on Page's comments. Both indicated the statements were forthcoming. No child left behind my ass. Oops. Huh? Sorry. Behind my ass. Keep getting carried away. Here's a fax that just came in, which I'm not even going to read ahead, because since you sent it to me, I must say something. It says something. Or, or not. In regard to Mel Gibson's movie, it says, and this is a Charles and Deerfield Beach. Isn't it? I can barely read it. I think the main point that all of these religious nuts have completely glossed over is that if you do in fact believe a story that God said his only begotten son to earth for the sole purpose of dying for our sins, then obviously someone was going to have to kill that son. Now, weren't they? Jesus, of course, couldn't facilitate things himself by committing suicide because, as we were all taught, to do so is in itself a sin. So there's certainly no drama in dying by accident or from natural causes. Therefore, it's only logical that whoever killed Jesus was acting as God's tool and acting at God's will. <laughs> tool. So I put it to you, how can there possibly be any blame delay for something that was supposedly preordained by God to have it anyway? And, of course, when you say something was supposedly preordained, according to the religionists, the Jesus Christers, everything, everything is preordained by God All because he's things. omniscient and he's omnipotent. So when you're going to die from cancer, when you're going to fall off the edge of that cliff, God knows ahead of time that that's going to happen which makes it even sicker than it was in the first place. The whole concept. Anyway, Charles is in closing as a confirmed agnostic. All right. I can't believe I've actually given this much thought to any of this nonsense. I'll see you in uh, purgatory, Charlie. We'll have a great time. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. If only the people of South Florida would be as exercised about what's happening in America today as they were about alien, then maybe uh, we get a little response here, you know what I'm saying? Get the people foaming at the mouth about something that means something when they're, like, infringing on your rights, like the First Amendment right. And then one day when they wake up and all these shows are gone and all the things they like on cable are gone and MTV is gone and all the books that they want to read are gone. And keep in mind, by the way, that they were under the name of the uh, combating terrorism. Oh, we're going to go to the library and we're going to keep track right. of all the books that you take out. Of course. Right. 
We're going to go to the Blockbuster in uh, Hollywood Video and check out and make find out all the uh, videos that you've been renting and buying. Right. You might check out Lawrence of Arabia. And God and forbid. Arab, uh, no, that's okay. The Saudis are okay. they got problems oh. now. They're running out of oil. And Shmatas. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. That's good. I don't know why uh, President Bush isn't in accordance with what's happening in California with the gay marriages. Mm-hmm. Because you know how many votes he could get, you know, if, if uh, he would be, you know. If yeah, I know. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. Don't you love the ones that try to, like, program the show and get you to, like, be like a parrot and play the little thing? Got 30, man. Oh, I did it. 5670560. Oh, I'm, I'm just going to play all Alien bits the rest of the week. That's okay. all I'm going to do. Because that, that, that's important in South Florida. And I don't want to say to certain uh, segments of the community, because it's all a community. Your priorities are up your ass, okay? Can I still say that? No. Your priorities are up your pie hole. It's pathetic. It's tragic. And all of this started over like a little booby, a little, a little booby, a little booby. They were, oh, no. Using that as an excuse now to appeal again. And if, if you people who listen to this radio show, if you want a bunch of fundamentalist lunatics to decide what you can listen to on a radio or how you can spend your time, how can you live your life, then somewhere along the line we've lost, uh, we've lost contact. Like that guy used to say, you've lost contact with your audience. You've lost touch, as in touch this. WQAM, hello. Hello, how are you today, sir? Okay, sir. Uh, I just wanted to, you made, I just want to let you know that on Bill Riley's, uh, on Bill O'Reilly's website, they mentioned you last night. Yeah. As being a bone of contention. How do you like what, that? What they does said that, that mean? They were talking about radio DJs that, uh, that are, that are so far to the left. And yeah. I thought that was just horrible what he, what they said. Well, don't waste but your I time like on it. Don't waste your time like with Bill Riley anymore, sir, and have a great day. We could care less. By the way, Bill Riley on his radio show in South Florida still got oh! the big O zero. It doesn't even show up. Really putting the crimp into rush, isn't he? Squirt, squirt. Wow. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. That's right, because we have to get all those leftists off the air. We all have to goose step in a line. I thought it was Bill O'Reilly who was just a couple of weeks ago apologizing now about the Bushmeister, huh? Yeah, wasn't he apologizing? Well, he's all over the place. You know, he's just a he's just a whore. Only he doesn't admit. It. At least I admit it. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you today? Okay. Oh, I'd like to speak to Neil, please. I beg your pardon? Is this Neil? See, when you said Neil and I said yes, that would probably indicate that it was Neil. See, right off the bat. <laughs> and when you said, how are you today? And I said, okay. And then uh, what happened there? Oh, I'm sorry, Neil. Listen. Well, may right maybe here. maybe I gave you the wrong answer. Maybe I was supposed to say... I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not going to take this anymore. Oh! Neil, I'm mad at Solid. I'm not going to take it anymore either. Yeah. I'm a right-wing asshole, and we cannot let this guy Bush back in the in office in November. If, this is this country's going to turn into a police state. It already is. <laughs> well, it's close. You're you're chuckling. I mean, you chuckle all you want. It already is. We're going we're going to lose our right to uh, free speech. We're going to lose uh, our our right to walk the streets. That jerk, that uh, that uh, judge, he let in. Uh, right. That's week. right. He, he he's a religious nut. He let off a cross burner because he thought that, his, that is correct. Another was... recess appointment. See, he waits for the opening and he sticks in another one of these right wing lunatics. And and if they put him in another four years, that's all you're going to have. You know, I don't love John Kerry, 
but he's got to be better than this guy that we got running this, running the country club up there in D.C. ABB man, anybody but Bush. Hey, how's things in Toronto? Everything is fantastic. The sun is shining and life is a sweep. I'll be up to visit you in a couple of weeks. Let's go. All along. right. See you Thank at the Pickle you. Barrel. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Everything is beautiful. Like I said, the sun is shining. The birds are chirping. The uh, chickens are diseased. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. WQAM. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, George. How are you? Hi. Uh, forgive me if you talked about this already, but did you see the uh, piece on sixty minutes about the Patriot scandal on Sunday night? About the Patriot Act? Patriot Missile scandal. Oh, the Patriot Missile. No, I didn't see that because I'd already seen it. I talked about it. It was on CBC months and months ago about the fact that uh, the scuds that they allegedly knocked down back in the first Gulf War in Israel, uh, not hey. one of them hit the target. All That's of them missed. Exactly. And the funny right. thing is, I was living in Israel then during the uh, first Gulf War. Right. And ironically, they told us the truth there. We knew exactly that nothing was hitting. Yeah, there, there wasn't a single Patriot Missile that knocked down any no. of those scuds, not a single hit. No. And in fact, they knocked down several uh, U.S. flyers, mm -hmm. which was the real tragedy. And but but the piece went on to say that since then they have not done anything to improve the accuracy, and they are still selling them by the thousands and thousands to right. all kinds of uh, third world countries. Well, that's Raytheon. That's another good buddy of our uh, exactly right exactly. I mean, Bush that's, I mean, that's that's Bush's father lying to us. What do you both think the son is going to do? Exactly. Well, okay. Good luck to you, Pally. Thanks. I'll Thanks. see you in Buffalo. On the way over. Let's see, we had another, uh, where the hell is it? Oh, yeah. Got all kinds of stories here. It's only $3 billion, writes Matt Bivens in The Nation. The Pentagon contracts with companies for work and pays them enormous sums of U.S. taxpayer cash. Then when those same companies don't pay their U.S. taxes, the Pentagon shrugs and gives more taxpayer cash. The GAO, an investigative arm of Congress, recently examined Pentagon and IRS records. The conclusion, as of September 2002... Many thousands of Pentagon contractors weren't paying their taxes to the collective tune of $3 billion. It's not ancient history. Contractors who did Pentagon business last year, in 2003, represent more than half of the $3 billion, nor is it a case that the contractors simply can't afford to pay. The Pentagon in 2002 shelled out $183 billion in contractor business. The GAO estimates that last year the Pentagon could have easily collected $100 million of what the government is owed from these Bermuda patriots simply by withholding back taxes from their contracts. Instead, Don Rumsfeld's boys collected about $687,000, or far less than one one-hundredth of what they could have. In fact, if we got serious about simply enforcing existing rules, GAO guesstimates, we'd be bringing in an estimated $100 million every year. Taxpayers for common sense call it an honest-to-goodness free lunch on a dazzling scale, provided, of course, we have the common sense to take advantage of it. Unfreaking believable. Talk about Halliburton and the criminal charges. Oh, Alan, here's another beauty before we do the break. Okay. Close relatives of President George W. Bush continue to benefit financially from the Iraq invasion as revealed by sources including regulatory filings. St. Louis-based Engineered Support Systems, EASI, where William H.T. Bush, an uncle of George W. Bush, joined the board of directors in 2000, is a major military contractor. William H. T. Bush is a Bush pioneer, a contributor raising more than a hundred grand in the 2000 and 2004 elections. Following the 2000 election and 9/11, the company's federal contract revenues and stock price have increased. The company declined to comment for this article. <laughs> and it goes on about all the money they got in 2001 and 330 million dollars in 2002 and 380 million dollars in contracts in 2003 and yada yada. They're just sticking their hand right in your Let's and go. raping the crap out of you, boy. And the bottom line is, ain't life great. Live, Live and local. We're 
Raiders Sports Radio 560 QAM. Buttheads, it's the one to two hour. Absolutely. Back in the day when someone done us wrong, we didn't take their crap. In Pearl Harbor, when the Japs dropped their bombs, we bombed them back. And now the Saudis, they hit us hard. And on our cars, our little flags wave. As that Saudi loving retard points the bombers the wrong way. Promotes the welfare of children. And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where they follow bush like sheep The United States of arrogance Led by Bush and his family Green, they got this country up And the late doors the darkest days in our history I don't want to be a Pax American In the goddamn USA no. What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're gonna need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American where we patriotically wave a flag in one hand with our head in the sand and blindly follow the powers that be. Apathetic up watching state front news on a 65 inch screen. Scratch your balls and fire, everything's okay in the goddamn USA. God bless America. <laughs> 103 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. So the New Yorker article nailed by David Denby that I read not all that well. Uh, it's on our website. All right. So you can read the thing in its entirety and also without my mispronunciation. You can read it to yourself and mispronounce in your mind silently. Paris Hilton directed sex video. Skanky, nasty, needle-nosed bitch. Reality TV star Paris Hilton directed and helped shoot the notorious sex video starring her and an ex-boyfriend that has surfaced on at least two Internet porn sites, according to documents filed for an L.A. court hearing. The documents were filed by Seattle-based Marvad Corp., asking a federal judge to dismiss a lawsuit by Hilton's ex-boyfriend, Rick Solomon, on the basis that Hilton, best known as the star of the Fox reality TV show The Simple Life, also held rights to the video. Hilton's manager had no comment. Hilton's a 23-year-old socialite bitch and member of the family that founded the Hilton Hotels chain. Solomon, 35, claims Marv had violated his copyright by distributing clips of the video on its website, sexbrat.com. That's sexbrat.com. The lawsuit filed in November in U.S. District Court in L.A. also accuses Solomon's former roommate, Don Thrasher, of stealing, copying, and selling the videotape to Marvad without Solomon's permission. Thrasher said publicly that Solomon agreed to sell the tape and actually received half of the 50 grand in proceeds. We'll take the rest. Thank you. Who the hell would want to see her, even with clothes on, you know? Man, she is nasty. So what was that website again? I just uh, Schmidt canned it. Oh, um, I'll get it. Sexpervert.com or something? Uh, Pervo.com. Uh, let's see, it's sex, uh, sexbrat.com. We don't want to repeat it too often. Sexbrat.com. Oh, I love this. 
The Vatican issued a report yesterday by non-Catholic sex abuse experts who criticized the policy adopted by U.S. bishops of removing abusive priests from the ministry, saying it was overly harsh and would not protect the young. The report was released days before U.S. bishops. It's going to be on the 27th and three more days. The report was released uh, days before U.S. bishops issued their own national survey on sex abuse by clergy, which is expected to find more than 4,000 American priests have been accused of molesting minors since 1950, far more than previously estimated, although I'm sure just a tip of the iceberg. Still, the U.S. study may... What? You said tip. Of the iceberg. Lettuce. Move on. Alone. Again. Naturally. <laughs> Still, the U.S. study may also show the number of cases of decline. You know something? We, that might be the new format. We might have just stumbled into a pile of crap. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Just see how long we can keep that baby going. Sure. You start. Still. <laughs> Waters. Run deep into, if you say Uranus, that's it. That's it. I mean, we found that there probably was water on Mars. Not a good idea. I'm not playing this game with you. I'll wait till you go. In fact, I'll wait till I go on vacation. Then I'll do it on the plane. I'll just sit there talking to myself. Me and Josh will play. Good. I'll bet you will. WQAM, hello. Why are we in Haiti? WQAM, Hello. WQAM, hello. They're, they've lost it now. They just, they just went off the deep end. I think, I think that new deal we got, I think that really threw them off. Five six seven oh five sixty. It's obvious that this audience is really highly motivated. They're whipped up into a frenzy. They're foaming at the mouth about fascism in America, and they're crazy as ever. I think this is a good excuse. Put them over the edge, don't you? Oh yeah. WQAM, hello. Hold on to what you got. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, get a new phone, pal. Get one that works, okay? Wow. That was incredible. Actually, he might have had something to say. I'm not really too sure, but get a new phone, one that really actually has got, like, batteries in it and works. That would be a good start. Line 9 is always very entertaining. There's nobody on it, though, at the moment. WQM, hello. Yeah, where's your audience? <laughs> Up your ass. WQM, hello. WQM, hello. Yes, Nancy McNeil, please. Speaking. Uh, Mr. Rogers, uh, I'd like to ask what your opinion is on Woody WQM, hello. Neil. That was Woody. Yes, it was. We, we better start voting for Frankenstein. I mean, Lurch. I mean, John Kerry, right away. Yeah, okay. The way things, they're going to start censoring Sesame Street the way things are going. Are you suggesting that we've been left in the lurch? Is that what you're saying? I think we've been left in the lurch. And it's I'll tell you one vote. thing. I prefer being in the lurch than to being in the church. I'll guarantee you that they're right now. They're already censoring Sesame Street. Remember the story about the HIV right. positive? That's right. That's right. That is correct. Countries? Oh, of course. Absolutely. Right. You won't see that in the good old USA. WQM, hello. Hola. Buenos tardes. Hola. Not there. WQM, hello. <laughs> Feel like Richard Dawson again. WQM, hello. Do you get paid American money? WQM, hello. Yeah, never mind. People are being slaughtered. What's that website? <laughs> Death.com. Exactly. 5670560. Oh, Pound 560. Nothing's going to dissuade these people, not in South Florida, man. No. Nobody's going to get them all depressed, morbid. Nobody's going to warn them. And you know what? The only thing that will get him whipped up to a frenzy if his alien comes back and doesn't get his happy meal. I, I guarantee it. You can bet your life on it. Bet Maris Greasy ass on it. WQM, hello. WQM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. 
first of all, I just say to everybody that you are doing screenless. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> Can I talk to Neil? Yeah. Anyway. No, they're, they're getting right to their sound right away. They're not waiting. They're getting right to it. Anyway, how after the censorship laws and everything, how are we going to say the president's name? So he yeah, has to be out. Yeah, you're right. We can say Kerry, but you can't, can't say, say like, uh, Pr President Furry Patch of Hair. That is correct. <laughs> All right, now have a good day. You too. Have a good day. Wow. We certainly made a turn this hour. Wow. What, what was yeah, it? Was it know. something that we, we one of us said? Maybe it was something that Josh said. Good lunches. Huh? Yeah, what did that. you have? No, I didn't have any. Maybe they did. No, nobody brought nothing in today? Well, no wonder you no, said a little uh, bit. going out with uh, Boca Bryant for lunch. Of course, I'll be buying now. Oh, Boca Bryant that keeps, uh, you know, emailing me stuff that I can't play on the air. Yeah. Not because it's over the line, but because technically. 790 votes. What's your take on the much-hyped Mel Gibson Passion of the Christ movie? I'll tell you one thing. It's put this audience right into their misery. I mean, out of their misery. I will see it. 169, 21.3%. Even the Pope would be proud of this uh, marketing. 125. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis, 123. I wouldn't watch it Wouldn't watch it if they paid me, 118. I might see it if I hear it's good, 112. Oh, it's great. It's sensational, man. It's fun. I definitely won't see it, 102. And non-believers who just ignore it, only 41. So I think what they're really trying to say is we can't just ignore it. It's a little too important to ignore. Watch me. Or something like that. Yeah, me too. Me too. We got bigger fish to fry. I'm 12 tired. minutes after 1 at 5.60, we got the Mad Dog at 2. We got the Humper, the Hebrew Hammer at 4, Hank Goldberg. Hurricane warm-up at 7. The uh, Seton Hole Pirates and the Miami Hurricanes of basketball. Hurricanes at 7.30. You got Eddie K. following the basketball game. Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the AM with their prestigious, unmatchable show. Here's something that's pretty damn good, too, and that's Enterex Diabetic. It's a delicious meal replacement drink that's made for people who have diabetes, but anybody looking to cut down their sugar intake can drink it, enjoy it, and love it. Anorex Diabetic is sweetened with Splendor, which, unlike aspartame and saccharin, doesn't leave you with that nasty aftertaste in your puss. Recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who can't sacrifice proper nutrition just because they're in a big, fat hurry. Big, fat-ass hurry. Anorex Diabetic is a completely balanced nutritional supplement that provides you all the essential vitamins and minerals you need for a healthy life, plus fiber, antioxidants, and it's low in saturated fat and low in cholesterol, too. Anorex Diabetic is also gluten-free and lactose-free. An 8-ounce can provides 237 calories of easy-to-digest nutrition. Try Anorex Diabetic once, and you'll never, ever go back to whatever you're drinking before. Pick some up wherever you're doing your shopping today. Pick it up at Zidano's, Navarro's, Eckerd's, Walgreens, Publix, CVS, other local pharmacies, too. It's all over the place. In fact, if you'd like to try it for free, just give them a call or go online, and they'll send you a free two-pack Full-size samples, one vanilla, one chocolate. Just call their tool-free number, 1-866-368-3739, or tell them that Neil sent you for the delicious one and get an additional special gift for having the cojones to mention my name. Or faster yet, order online at enterxdiabetic.com and just click on for free samples. Call that tool-free number today and get your free two-pack in the mail. Call 1-866-368-3739. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Absolutely. Howard Dean was the front runner for sure. Till he self-destructed one day. Maybe it was the endorsement from Al Gore. He said, with my help, you'll run this country. Oh, but not when you place third behind the whole pack, 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 pack. Hadn't won any state without any help from his missus. 
but his concession speech was so funny. Howard Dean has lost his mind. What was that scream all about? Go eat maple syrup, cause Dean's dropping out. Yes. Dean's dropping out. Well, it's a little bit dated, but it uh, was worthwhile. 117, let's see. Hail Mary, somebody just faxed this. Oh, this is a chronic fax here, okay? But it's sure. kind of cute. Huh? Yes, it is. It's cute. Hail Mary, full of gas. Tell Mel Gibson and the FCC to stick it up their ass, is what it says. Well, there's a word in front of ass, but we don't want to say it. Maybe I should read it again. Okay. Hail Mary, full of gas. Tell Mel Gibson and the FCC to stick it up their fucking ass. There you go. They're a little bit better Better reading. Five six seven oh five sixty. The calls are getting really good this hour. I knew we'd get some really great calls to the show today. It's just sometimes they save it toward the ass end. Don't say ass too many times. Careful. I know. L.A. Times. Speaking of times, says in health Canada tops U.S.A. Oh no, our neighbors to the north live longer and pay less for care. The reasons which are being the reasons why are being debated, but some cite the gap between rich and poor in the U.S.A. It says uh, Judy Foreman writes in the L.A. Times uh, yesterday. Want a health tip? Move to Canada. An impressive array of data shows that Canadians live longer, healthier lives than we do. What's more, they pay roughly half as much per capita as we do for the privilege. How do you like that? I don't know. Exactly why Canadians fare better is the subject of considerable academic debate. Some policy experts say it's Canada's single-payer universal health coverage system, something that's because our neighbors to the north use fewer illegal drugs and shoot each other less often with guns, though they smoke and drink with gusto, albeit somewhat less than Americans. Still others think Canadians are healthier because their medical system is tilted more toward primary care doctors and less toward specialists, and some believe it's something more fundamental, a smaller gap between rich and poor. According to a WHO report published in 2003, life expectancy at birth in Canada is 79.8 years versus 77.3 in the U.S. 79.8, that's two and a half years longer. Japan's is even longer, 81.9. Huh. Well, it's on our website tell that for those who care. Huh? Five six seven oh five sixty. Oh line nine is back again, I'll bet. WQM, hello. Hi, Neil. Hey. Um, I'm listening to you from Indiana over the internet. I gotta yes, tell sir. you you've got a great show. Yes, I Absolutely do. Absolutely great. Um one the callers thing... suck, but that's South Florida for me. It's a good idea to stay in Indiana. Do not go to Florida. <laughs> You'll regret every minute, well, I'm telling you. It's not too much better. It up will here, rot it will so. rot your brain. Now where in Indiana are you? Um northern Indiana, up by not... um... Huh? Near the Michigan border? Yeah. I used to live in Howe, Indiana. You know where that is? Oh, you poor guy. Right across from Sturgis, 1966 and 7, Sturgis, Michigan, WSTR. I was the oh, program yeah. director, yeah. I know where Sturgis is, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, what I was calling about is it came to mind, um, I think these conservatives are really missing the boat with this, uh, with the gay I wish they'd get on it. I wish they'd hop on the boat and get out of town. <laughs> well, you know, if they're so concerned about the mm -hmm. sanctity of marriage, why aren't they proposing a constitutional amendment to ban divorce? Right. What's up with that? I mean, I, I couldn't. What up with that? If two guys want to get married, I, well, how, that doesn't hurt me. And let for him, the president him. to come on here and say this is an important national oh. issue at a time when our soldiers are dying over there in Iraq, when we aren't going to have the elections by the time they're trying to turn tail and run there in July yeah. or June, uh, when all these grotesque things are going on, when we have all these people without health care, and he's trying to say that this is an important issue, who the hell is he kidding? Most people don't give a flying crap about this except the bigoted right-wing religionists that he's pandering to. It's election year. You bet. It's election year. Yeah. You know, let let everyone get married to each other and let them smoke a joint at the reception. Who cares? But, but you, you know something? 
What's going to happen, though, is this. I, I really believe this is going to blow up in their face because when the public sees how really bigoted, narrow-minded, and divisive that these people are, uh, they're not going to like it. Even the ones who don't support gay marriage or you know, aren't that interested in the issue, they ain't going to uh, take a, a liking to it. Oh, but there's no bigotry involved. Gary Bauer was on CNN. I, I saw that. I, I saw oh, it before. I almost, no, puked, no I almost puked on the board and I haven't even eaten yet. It's just it's what everyone has been yeah. doing for 3,000 years. Right. So and, of course, right. and, of course, slavery was something they were doing a lot yeah. longer than 3,000 uh, years on the face of the earth, so therefore it must have been a good idea. Well, I mean, what, change, what kind of nonsense is this? Change is bad. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, keep up the good show. I love it. I'll see you in Windsor, eh? <laughs> okay, I'll see you in the border at the old Ambassador Bridge. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. You ever been to northern Indiana? No, but I heard Indiana wants you. Don't. That's what our Dean Taylor told me. I like that song, R. Dean Taylor. In fact, we got it somewhere, don't somewhere. we? Somewhere. Somewhere around. In fact, I might have it. Still play it. I might have it here. Let's do that uh, one-hit wonders again, shall we? No. Come on. Let's let's threaten the audience with that. What up with that? <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse than old farts trying to be cool, you know? Oh, brother. Eight hundred and twenty. See, I want. To, I've told you this a long time ago. One thing about me, I was uh, as cool as a um, uh, as an inferno in hell. When I was number? born, and I'm still I'm still about as cool as that, as as, as uh, square as a cardboard box. No, no, you're hip, Daddy O. Yeah, like like the Mo Man. Absolutely. I'm not square. Absolutely. I'm hip. I'm the hip Absolutely. 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 Get out of here, Mo. Go change your piece. 822 uh, votes on there. Pretty good, huh? We got them whipped up into a frenzy. They probably they like the uh, picture of Sofia Vergara and her asp on the uh, beach. We got a couple of ass pictures on there today. And they really like the picture. I tell you, her ass is like small potatoes. <laughs> Compared to Michael Powell's Rectum. enormous, gigantic. Rectum. In fact, I would say, I mean, judging from that picture, I never, never seen Mr. Powell and me all together before, that he is all Rectum. ass. 822 votes. What's your take on the much-hyped Mel Gibson Passion of the Christ movie? I'm going to go see it. I will see it. 176, 21.4%. They're going to go do it. They want to see some blood and guts. Ah! Even a Pope would be uh, proud of the marketing. 131. And he would. He's jealous as hell. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis, 126. Maybe they can be part of the government. I wouldn't watch it if they paid me 122. I might see it if I hear that it's good, 120. <laughs> yeah, I definitely won't see it, 107. And non-believers should just ignore it, 44. Bury their head in the sand like the old proverbial ostrich. Or Osterreich. By the way, did I ever tell you the Austrians are much bigger Nazis than the Germans? Yes, you uh, mentioned I just that. mentioned that in passing. Oh, despite a tight budget and legislative concerns about, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Talk about fat-ass Governor Jeb. Despite a tight budget and legislative concerns about a looming fiscal crisis, Governor Jeb Bush again is pushing to eliminate a tax whose average payer is a millionaire. It's a tax on the middle class, he said during the rollout of his budget last month. I guess it's all relative, you know. Mm. Middle class compared to him and his uh, family. Cutting that tax, Cindy Hall of the AFL-CIO would be an affront to decency and fairness our workers can't afford stocks and bonds, she said during a recent news conference. The intangibles tax, as it's known, is levied on investment portfolios worth more than a quarter million dollars for individuals and 500000 for married couples. Anything held within a retirement account is exempt, such as cash in a savings or checking account, which effectively limits the tax to the wealthiest 1.3% of Floridians. There you go. It's in the Palm Beach Post today. So again, like I said before, how anybody could have voted to put Jeb Bush back in there again after he just stuck his foot deep inside your bottom. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. 
And, of course, maybe nobody did vote for him. Maybe they just uh, fixed the uh, numbers again. That's possible. That is possible. Does anybody really believe we'll ever get the accurate count in Florida on election again? Uh, no. No. It's enough to make you die bold. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Do you think uh, Michael Powell will ever, will ever tackle the issue of uh, Celia Cruz videos? Yes. He says, in fact, I talked to him yesterday. He said the most obscene thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Man, if he does, then I'm voting for this administration again. Do you ever see the two of them together, by the way? <laughs> well, you will, you will on our website, believe me. Joined at, well, you've heard the expression, joined at the hip. I think you'd say joined at the neck. Would be oh, good. Oh. I am Celia Cruz and I am dead now. And I remember when I was alive. I will do Wow, what a cow that Celia is. You can see Celia and Michael Powell together again in stereo right on neorogers.com today. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, don't, don't, uh, look at it right after lunch. Okay. We should have probably put a warning on there. I did mention that that article from the New Yorker is already on there because Eric is right on top of these things and because we didn't have one of those building polls and all kinds of other cockerock for him to do, even though you didn't fax him the poll this morning. Yeah, my just a Sorry. Well, you just want to keep on your toes. That's all, Eric. I had my head right up my Because uh... the more time we have him at the keyboard, the less time at the refrigerator. We're trying to do him a service. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hi. I'm one of those guys that voted for Nader back uh, four years ago, three years ago. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Um, mm -hmm. But I think. Want, uh, want another one? And yeah. let me ask you something. Are you going to do that again, sir? Oh no, that's why I'm calling to tell you that I think this year the the stakes are much higher, and I think what a lot of people are, you know, not seeing is that this was also a vote for the Green Party and a vote for third party uh, right. politics. Whereas right. now I think that's a dead issue. Nader is kind of. You know, probably a little bit egotistical in this. I don't Just a believe little tiny Al, bit, right. I don't believe Al Sharpton saying it's a Republican conspiracy, but I think both him and now, Howard Dean... Now, Sharpton's Dean, a good one to talk about that. Well, I think both him and Howard Dean have interjected a lot of, uh, you know, emotion into this race, and Dean got a lot of the young kids out. And I'm looking forward to it. I think we have a good shot of getting that ass out of there. Excellent. Vote 40, 50 times, man. I'm telling you, that might it might actually count once or twice. That's why I moved to Florida. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Pally. I'm going to tell you right now that uh, John Kerry will win Florida, the Kerry Edwards ticket. Mark it down. Write it on your uh, limp wrist. I'll mark it down. Write it on Josh's earlobe, okay? If you can get that piercing out of there. 27 past 1 at 560 WQAM. I'll tell you one thing. Speaking of schmutzy things, the carpet's in your home. You're walking on them. You're rolling around on them. Your pets are doing God only knows what on them. And after a period of time, they start getting really nasty. Now, you may not see it with your naked eye. I hope you're not that much of a slob. But deep down in the fibers of your carpet is schmutz, man. It's bad because it makes your carpets wear out faster, and I don't smell all that good either. Do what I've been doing for over 20 years now. Call my good friends at Dry Concepts before you think about doing anything else. Dry Concepts is the best in the world at bringing carpeting, no matter how filthy, back to life because they make them look brand new by dry cleaning those carpets. They leave them vibrant in color, soft to the touch. They smell lemony fresh. They dry in a couple of hours. And I guarantee you, it'll look, look to everybody like you just had brand new carpeting laid right there on your, your floor. They also do a stupendous job of cleaning your area rugs, your oriental carpets, your furniture, your upholstery, your drapery, all of these things. So if you want an unbeatable job at a guaranteed written price up front, do what smart people have been doing for a long time, call Dry Concepts. And when you do make that call, ask them to put you on their standby list, which can save you an extra 15% on your next carpet cleaning. Call them today and tell them that old Neil told you to call toll-free 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or log on to their website at dryconcepts.com. My, my, 
and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Any worse than Neil Rogers. Oh! Hey guys, you want to cheer up? Have Britney sit on your face. Make that old acne clear up when Britney sits on your face. Forget about your wife or girlfriend now, Neil and St. Grace. Better shave off that beard and stash their aches, pick up the pace. You're really gonna love it when Britney sits on your face. Imagine the view above it when Britney sits on your face. Bent over, it looks like a frown when Britney starts sitting down. Britney sits on your face. Yeah, Britney sits on your face. Imagine Britney Spears leaving her clothes all over your floor. Knowing in just a minute or two you're gonna score. Wipe off that dingy beach too before Britney sits on your face. Careful not to bite or chew when Britney sits on your face. Stop dreaming and clean up your place. Cause she wants a brand new face. In your dreams. All right. 131 at 560 WQM. Don't look uh, now, but the QM van is right in front of your nose. I mean, if you're at the corner of 136 and Sunrise. Don't look now, but it's Scott. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you still alive? <laughs> what am I going to say? Yeah. Anyway, it's, I'm just trying to give him a little plug because I have no idea. See, they, unlike the olden days when we used to get like some kind of a report about what's going on when they go out on these things, we don't uh, even find out. I mean, granted, this isn't a fundraiser kind of a thing, but and certainly not a fundraiser, that's for damn sure. But uh, till 2 o'clock, the other half hour, the uh, QM van is on the corner of 136 Panther Parkway in Sunrise, not too far from Steak and Quake. R uh, rumor I'm hearing is that Steak and Quake, the, uh, they're kind of falling apart, just like the burgers. Isn't that a shame? That is a shame, but what are you going to do? The shakes are great. That's what Janet said. She said he can't oh, eat their shakes. No, seriously, their shakes are the best at Steak and Quake, but their burgers, the meat is all like falling apart. And I don't know. Not the same. WQAM, hello. Jump up. WQAM, hello. Hola. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Uh, I listen to you all the time, Neil. I just called to say I love your show and keep up the great work. Okay. Thanks a lot. And have a great day. He likes the show a lot, and I should keep up the great work. Keep it up. Okay. okay. We'll see Alice. WQAM, hello. Hey, can I talk to Neil? Speaking. Neil. Yes, I am. Listen, um, I have a question for you. I'm listening. Turn the radio off, pal. Please. Okay, there's the question. That was good, right? Wow, wow, wow. Huh? My answer is... Absolutely. Yeah, whatever the question was, the answer is... Absolutely. Or... Absolutely. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yes, is this Neil? Sounds like me, yes. Hey, I'm just calling to say I'm going to the movie tomorrow. I'm a Jew, and I'll be wearing my Jew for crucifixion shirt. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> crucifixion, Wow. 
Wow, 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 wow. It's the Yushki squad, man. The Jesus Christers, the Yushki people. We got the Yushki people in the movies. We got George Bush and the anti-fag brigade. It's for your own good, you know. We got all these other things going on, man. We got the uh, war, the freedom of uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom, how soon they forget. Operation Emancipation by Decapitation. It's just a wonderful thing. We got the Diebold people fixing them uh, voting machines. I mean, what what's not to like, right? right? What's not to like? Good good watching on television. WQAM, hello. Uh, Loan me fifty dollars. Okay. Uh, how about about thirty, man? Yeah. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I just want to let Neil know that uh, this Sunday night on the C-SPAN, George Soros is going to be on at eight o'clock. Really? Yes. Maybe he can loan us all $50 million. Okay, because I know... Oh, Neil, how you doing? All right. Pretty good. Uh, yes, because uh, I, I didn't hear you talking about it, and I know, you know... Because I didn't know about it. He's going to be on what show? It's going to be on Book Notes on C-SPAN 1. Okay. 8 o'clock this Sunday night. That's it. Love you. Okay, thanks Bye. a lot. George Soros, who's donated millions... Uh, going to be donating millions and millions more to help uh, get Bush out of there. He said he's made that his life goal now. Guy's got more money than God. And he's going to donate as much as necessary to get rid of the Bushmeister and these fascists who have stolen control of the U.S. government. It's an ugly, grotesque, nasty thing. But at least we're taking care of nudity, that big flap at the Super Bowl. What kind of an adult, seriously, other than the, the real lunatic, fanatical, religious fringe, you know, that uh, 50, 60 percent, uh, what kind of a person really and truly could even care about two seconds of a booby on TV, you know? I mean, yeah, a lot of people wanted to see it because it got the hype of the century. Even this movie ain't getting the hype like that thing got. I mean, every ten seconds, there was on CNN and MSNBC and even Fox, oh, it was disgusting and everybody's talking. But in the meantime, you'd see it again in the background. And so they put a little bit of a blur over the booby, but, uh, but you saw it over and, uh, until it was like part of your brain, whatever's left of it, right? Right. It was like uh, brainwashing, man. They just uh, stuck it right in there in the uh, picture, too. Just stamped it right on your brain. But we're going to really start cleaning things up now. And it's just, like I keep telling you, the lunatic fringe has taken over. The inmates are running the asylum. Make no question about it, okay? WQM, hello. Yes, yeah, Prince Albert in the camp. It's kind of like a QM, as a matter of fact. WQM, hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Pretty good. Good. I have a question uh, maybe that you could put on your poll one day. I was just wondering if you'd ever consider this um i'm kind of a young guy i'm only 30 years old but i mm -hmm. happen to watch game about shows 30, a man yeah yeah about that and uh I, I was always wondering if you'd like to put on your poll um uh the best uh game shows uh, game show host of all time oh, we, we've done that oh have you well I'm i love really... your poll and i love your poll anyway neil okay man and i'm a straight male i really do Thanks. handle with care have a great day thanks he likes my poll how do you like that a lot of people are big on the poll, right? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty. I don't know where the hell it is. Your poll? Uh, yeah. Where's your magnifying glass? I think I lost my. Oh, here it is. I wonder where it was. I like Neil's poll. Boy, it was a lot of work for that. Thanks, uh, uh, the Hebrew hammer. WQM, hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? I heard they're going to syndicate. Actually, they're going to make Hebrew national. Yes, sir. We did it. Uh, good. Do it again. WQM, hello. WQM, hola. Hey, remember when you got caught whacking it? WQM, hello. Hiya, Polly. Wow, wow, wow. This hour is just the absolute best, isn't it? So far. Wow, wow, wow. This must be, all the fundamentalists must be blah, 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 foaming at the mouth. They must be coming unglued today. 
which is good. Every once in a while, I kind of let it out <coughs> of their system. WQAM, hello. This is Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, I have a question. Yes. It stings. WQAM, hello. Oh, Neil. Yes. Hey, how are you? Okay. Um, I'm going to change the subject a teeny bit because it's been bugging me since Sunday. And you being an ex-UM uh, announcer, did, you, did anybody call or listen to the announce that the UM game against Tennessee on Sunday? No. It was, I mean, you've got to get a tape of the two guys that did that. It was the, it was, uh, the Beast with, I think it was either Brian London, I can't remember who was doing it with him. Brian London is the Beast. I mean, uh, uh, the Beast and, and some other guy. And it was... It, it, wasn't, was, Cla it wasn't Clarence, was it? Was it Clarence Josh Darrow? Uh, may have been. It was horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely the Grotesque. worst. Absolutely. It was embarrassing. It, yeah. it was absolutely embarrassing. I'm, I'm a season ticket holder, so I usually go to the games, but I couldn't go on Sunday, so I had to mm -hmm. listen. And I figured it would be, you know, Zagaki, as bad as he is, or, or, or the Booster, or somebody like that. But this was amateur hour at its best. Oh, then it definitely was Clarence and the Beast. Yeah, well, they were probably doing a lot of extracurricular things in between, uh, you know, shots. But just, if you get a chance, just, uh, as far as it goes, just listen to five seconds of it. it okay. It's hilarious. In fact, we'll, we'll put five seconds of it on the air tomorrow if we can find it. <laughs> okay. Thank Thanks you. a lot, Pally. Sorry, we apologize. Okay, we're very sorry about that. Don't we want to apologize? Nah. No, we don't? Don't forget, look for the QM van right in front of your house. I don't know if I keep reading that thing. I'm going to give away hockey tickets. Anybody care about the Panthers? No. Roberto Luongo, maybe the uh, hard trophy winner, most valuable player in the in the league. He's unbelievable. Shut out the Bruins last night, 38 saves. No. Anybody no, care? No, no. Oh, sorry. Talking a foreign language again, I apologize. What's your take on the much-hyped Mel Gibson, Passion of the Christ movie we're asking today? 885. I'll tell you what it's done to the audience. They're, they're absolutely losing it. They're falling apart at the seams now. They're just like that. Well, maybe when the movie comes out, they'll be saved. I will see it. 192, 21.6%. Even the Pope would be proud of this marketing, 145. Mel Gibson and his father are both Nazis, 133. I wouldn't watch it if they paid me, 131. I might see uh, I might see it if I hear it's good, 124. It's fabulous! I definitely won't see it, 113, and non-believers should just ignore it, 47. Live and local, this, this is Five City. The radio's all yours now. <laughs> Were you drudge packing? Uh, get out of the car, Miss Rose. I was, I was driving by my own business. Yeah, you're driving up the wrong way. Here. I was my own business. You better kill somebody. Oh, be quiet up there. Woo, what have you been drinking? I was driving through Arizona with a snoop full of booze. Talking on his cell phone and wearing designer shoes. When the cops pulled her over, but driving recklessly, she said, Don't you know who I am? I am. I'm Miss Ross with a D. I'm Miss Ross with a D. Diana Ross got all loaded. Now she's going to jail. And she damn near exploded when a cop broke her nail. What's your full name, ma'am? My name is James, James Ross. Could you say that again? I cannot. James Ross. I just.
Give me the alphabet, please. A, B, F, P, O, C. That's horrible. Oh, shut up. She was twice the legal limit. When they asked her to blow. I don't do that anymore. Couldn't recite the alphabet. A, B, F, C. Couldn't make it to O. I love the P. She was screwing up the letters. I was screwing up the She was juiced up as hell. Mind your own business. Now Miss Ross is gonna get her. One forty-seven at five sixty. I thought maybe if it did, it, I would cover it up. Anyway, here's the entire story before I get to that thing about the uh, Sports Illustrated. That's been on CNN all day. They've had that kid on there with that magazine. Yeah. Uh, but first, here's the uh, from the Tampa Tribune. A little bit more on it. Uh, DJ Bubba the Love Sponge, fired by Clear Channel. Bubba the Love Sponge, Clem, whose graphic and explicit radio program prompted the largest proposed single fine against a broadcaster in history, was fired yesterday, according to a statement from his boss, Dandy Loretto. Dandy Loretto. Oh my God! Is that incredible? Who that? A radio schmuck. Dandy Loretto. He used to be in uh, in Miami. He used to be a GBS, I believe. Dandy Loretto, Vice President and General Manager, WSTB ninety-seven point nine FM, owned by Clear Channel Communications. Uh, what did I just say? Clear Channel. Issued a statement on the yes. eleven p.m. newscast at sister station WFLA nine seventy AM. Eh? Danny D. Loretto. Oh my God! What a putz! He said, Clem's contract had been terminated with the Tampa station and several other Florida radio stations that aired the program Bubba the Love Sponge. Dealer Road did not elaborate. Neither Clem, whose show aired mornings on WXTB, nor any other chief channel executives could be reached for comment. In January, the FCC proposed fining San Antonio-based chief channel $755,000 for material aired on Clem's show that the agency deemed indecent. The total also included the fine regarding the station's record-keeping. Clem's show was popular. It was the number one radio program in the Bay Area from 6 to 10 a.m. with people ages 18 to 34, according to the most recent Arbitron rating show. Won't hear it no more. Clem has been fined repeatedly for similar offenses, including a 2002 incident in which Chief Channel agreed to play 30 grand about 30, man. for material broadcast in 1997. This article doesn't even mention the flap about killing the pig on the air. Peter. The Peter thing, you know. So there you go. Bubba the Love Sponge, he's out. Now. Now. He's out now. Get into this crap. Belpre, Ohio. I mean, does this ever stop? No, no. It's like a gigantic snowball that's gone out of control. No. A middle school suspended a sixth grader for three days after he refused to serve a lesser punishment for bringing a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue to school, the superintendent said today. Justin Reyes had the magazine in the school's gymnasium before classes began February 15. Belpre School Superintendent Tim Suarez said he swore to it. Principal Kathy Garrison punished Justin for violating the school's policies on nonverbal harassment and possession of lewd or suggestive material swans. This is the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, lewd or suggestive material. Garrison ordered Justin to spend two days in an alternative school about 12 miles from Bell Prairie Middle School, where students from several area districts take classes when they get into trouble. Suarez said Justin's penalty was increased to three days of out-of-school suspension after he and his mother, Nicole, refused to accept alternative school punishment. He started serving the suspension today. 
Last time I checked, we were in charge of running the schools, he said. Nicole Reyes said the alternative school was too harsh a punishment. It wasn't like Hustler, Playboy, or Penthouse, she said. The punishment doesn't fit the crime. Although we had not seen the swimsuit uh, edition. Oh, this is the best. Oh. Although we hadn't seen the swimsuit edition before this incident, Suarez said he's looked at it since. I was shocked, he said. It doesn't belong in public schools. Before, um, the Belpre Middle School, about 90 miles southeast of Columbus, serves about 550 students in grades 4 through 8. Wow. Is this scary or what? The Sports uh, Illustrated Swimsuit uh, swim Issue. And this asshole, this swore, I swore that I would never read stuff like this again. He looked at it, he was shocked. It's indecent, it's disgusting. As America continues taking these gigantic, humongous steps into the Stone Age. Wow. So while you people have got the SI laying around, you better not let your little kids, you know, the 15, 16, 17, 13 year old kids see it. God only knows what they might do. Squirt, squirt. Oh, no. Not that. Don't even think about that. No more. So no matter. Uh, I want you to understand this, okay? Up until the last couple of days, till all these uh, memos started coming out, broadcasting and all these other facilities around the U.S. of A. Whatever you enjoyed watching, reading, thinking about before. No. No. no, no cut it out. No, no, when in doubt, no, no, cut it out. Stop it right now. Put it away. Stop. No. I really no. Cut it out. Too late. Put it away. 151 at 560 WQAM. You know, you don't know whether to laugh or cry. It's it's so juvenile. It's so pathetic. Better laugh. And like I said, all the politicians of both parties are just a bunch of weak-kneed wimps, simpletons, pandering assholes is what they are. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Pretty good. Turn that portable radio down, please. <laughs> I you. woke up this morning, Neil, and I was watching the L.A. police put a barrage of bullets through this supposed robber's backshield. Yeah. Because they said he was threatening to kill him, and it looked like he was just rolling backwards. But then I'm listening all day to how you're not allowed to say certain words on the radio. But that is absolutely correct. You better watch it, pal. I'm telling you, they're probably tracing the call right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, Neil, I enjoy listening to you. Certainly open up my mind in a different way. Thank you. The word, the word police will be knocking on all our door pretty soon, okay? So I the, be you, pal. the best thing is to stay mum, okay? <laughs> Have, a good Have a great day, pal. Good luck to us. Just don't say nothing, right? right. In fact, we're going to be doing the first show starting tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're going to do for four hours like that. And then you right. can, like, respond. Okay. Now, of course... The word that George and I just spelled out does begin yeah. with an F. <laughs> but unless unless you know uh, bleep code, forget about Morse code. We got our own bleep code. Okay, where there's a will, there's a way. That's what George will always said. Boy, let's send him away. One fifty three at five sixty QM. Your disgusting, perverted, filthy station, and we're proud of it. We're Sports Radio five sixty QAM. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, 
Yeah, Hulk and Brian needs to be doing this, or even Mitch Lewis and sticking something else. Stick it. Absolutely